Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Assemble there, signal the ancestors with a hat in the air. Assemble there, do what you must, even if you must grab a chair. May they remember this day, knowing black folk do not play. <laughs> Try it again, and you'll catch another faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, bless him. Bless his holy name. I just wanted to ring in yes. that new diddly. My name is Josh Ryan. <laughs> And I am an Alabama brawl. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am Brian Hare, a.k.a. Scoobagin Jr. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, your favorite podcast. We talk about all the things, but we talk about how we figure it out. But particularly, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pump of circumstances of being black millennials trying to live life. Yes. Brian Hare. How are you? It's brother? always a great day to be black, um, and Ain't especially it? after the events that have happened in the, in the recent past. Um, yes, listen, my blackness is just insecure. It's, it's always it's been black. secure, but there's something about oh. it. You know, fade in the water. Listen. So we, as we was listen. I know we was off last week, and when that thing happened, I was like, no, right? Because there was no way we could have recorded. Yeah, absolutely no way. We yeah. record. and that was that was hard because it was Brian. Brian was in the Sin City <laughs> playing those devil, <laughs> devil eyes and pulling down on that handle. <laughs> what well, you were in Vegas, Vegas yeah. though, right? You oh, were in Vegas, yeah. How how oh, was it was Vegas? cool, man. It was work. Um, it was a long mm-hmm. week. I, th- I think sometimes people don't realize that. Like I'm, I was in a in a fun quote unquote fun city, but like when yeah. you're like working. And you are up at like it can put a it can put a damper on the six thirty. You're about yeah. six thirty working. Six getting ready out. You talking to people literally from during seven to seven. After that, I'm like, I'm going back to motel. I'm laying down, get some food, and I'm mm-hmm. in for the night, right? So that's what it really was. The whole week it was I was in my hotel. Um I went out once and I was really gonna get some food. The other than that, I was like in there, I, I got an earlier flight so I can get home. Um, so yeah, it was like, you know, Vegas is cool and all, but I, it's my second time being in Vegas in the last like three weeks. So uh, it was mm-hmm. strictly work. Um, I didn't do any sightseeing, none of the things. Did you at least stay on the strip? Yeah, yeah technically. Okay. Uh, we stayed at the um, Marriott, which is not 
on the strip, but it's literally like a block away uh, from the strip. I know, yeah. I, I'm familiar with that, Mary, because it's like a Holiday Inn somewhere over there, too, that's like off the strip. Yeah, I the think strip. so. Yeah, it's it's like the yeah, Marriott so. Grand something. It's like a block away mm-hmm. from the strip, so. Yeah, they're supposed to be nice, like, versions of those <laughs> hotels, but they're, they're not the Aria. No. They're not the... Um, no, no, there's no, there was no casinos. It was a legit hotel. Um, <laughs> no, um, it it wasn't a casino hotel at all. It was no, it was like, just think about a, a really nice Marriott. It was that. Yep. Yeah. The nicest Marriott I've stayed in was the Marriott Magnificent Mile in downtown Chicago. One. That thing was amazing. It was, uh, wasn't so as nice, nice as that one. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, you saying the Vegas no, one no, is no, better? No. Magnificent Mile is a really nice Marriott. Yeah, this okay. one, this was <laughs> yeah. nice, but it wasn't. Yeah, the making ever something. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what level of investment Mary I said we want to put in this, but they did, and I don't know why, but I'm glad they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And it makes me like super side note. It makes me never want to work out in a hotel gym again because their their hotel gym was a complete mm-hmm. floor. Yeah. And it looked like a real boutique gym. They had like ten pelotons and mm. like, I mean, it looked like a freaking. It was better than most. I believe it. Like it was that nice. I was like. They had a yoga studio, like the whole floor, that whole floor. I think it was the ninth floor or something like that was just dedicated to fitness. And I've never seen anything that nice in a hotel. But anyway, um, I was in yeah. Detroit and that is a dirty city. <laughs> and if there's any, if there are any listeners, <laughs> I know y'all weren't expecting it. If y'all, if there's anybody who listens who's from the Detroit area, I'm sorry. So first of all, I get mm-hmm. there, Brian, right? Detroit Airport is pretty cool. I hadn't been to Detroit since Detroit oh. Ames back oh. in 05. Going back next year. Whenever that was. My God. Well, won't be back. <laughs> oh, I did I did see the presiding bishop and his and his and first lady. Okay, I'll get okay. To that. Okay. <laughs> they were dressed. I was like, on a Friday <laughs> at five o'clock. Where are y'all going? Um, anyway. So I get there, get to the enterprise. I'm already pre-checked mm-hmm. in. And they ain't got a lot of cars. Now I see a lot of cars at the parking mm-hmm. lot, but they only got like five cars that they offer yeah. to people. Reverend, it was it was between a um a Chevy, Chevy mm-hmm. Blazer, the little uh SUV, and a and a and a Chrysler minivan. They're like, which one do you want? I said, Well, it ain't gonna be the minivan. <laughs> I said, I don't care if this is a work trip or not. I'm not riding around in a minivan. In a minivan. So I, I get my little blazer, Reverend, I drive. I was actually in Pontiac. Mm-hmm. Um, about 35-ish minutes outside of Detroit. Well, outside, away from the airport. Let me not say, not outside of Detroit, about 35 minutes from the airport. So a typical ride, at least yeah. for me anyway, yeah. living in Atlanta. But that's how long it takes us to get to the airport from my house, um, give or take. So anyway, I get to, and this, as I'm driving through, even at night, I mean, factories just, I mean, not factories not just abandoned. Factories are mm. falling down. <laughs> like you can literally see parts of the yeah. building halfway Oof. detached from the rest of the building. I'm just like, this is deeper than abandonment. <laughs> this is right. decrepit. And it was just, I was just like, this is just, oh, this is yeah. rough. This is rough. Uh, and it just, it has this kind of grit, mm-hmm. grind kind of. Sound like something hit my skin even when I was my in the God. city. I was like, something in the city. Remember, I saw a black squirrel. A black squirrel. A all black squirrel. I said, "This is a rat." <laughs> and somebody was like, "No, it's a black squirrel." I said, "Why?" Y'all? I said, "This is what I made Detroit to dirty." Why y'all got black, squirrel? bro? And it was black, black, like Crayola crayon wow. black, like and and it was a squirrel. It really was a squirrel. It was disgusting. Wow. I, I almost I would have ran from it had I not been wow. with someone else. But the trip itself was great. Um, great work trip. I end up eating dinner um, at Cornbread. It was a restaurant okay. called Cornbread. Some of the best cornbread I ate in my life. Really? Okay. Well, 
somebody grandma from Mississippi, you know the great migration. Yeah. She's still up there. That cornbread was amazing. Um, I had a two-piece catfish mm-hmm. plate. Um, re- really good. I came it came with the greens, a little smoked turkey mm-hmm. in it, some fried okras. And um, yeah, it was good. It was just good, Reverend. And then as I was walking out, I saw a man in a suit, but I was on the phone with my dad. Didn't pay no attention to him. And I said, excuse me, so I can get past the door. So I get to my, I get back to my car, and as I'm putting, um, getting in the car, I see this woman in a dress, like in the mm-hmm. in the mirror, and um, I'm like, I did a double take. I said, that's Karen Clark here. <laughs> <laughs> so then when I step back out, I looked in the in in the in the driver's side, and that was Bishop <laughs> Shear. So I stopped. I said, Hey, Bishop and Lady Shear. <laughs> I just spoke, and they was like, Hey, how are you? I said, I'm great. Good to see you. And I got back, <laughs> I got back in the truck. Went up in my business, right? That man had on a full suit. Jesus. <laughs> and she didn't have on like her like fancy, fancy dress. That thing she had on a flow super mm. on a Friday. And I was like, they gotta be on their way somewhere gotta or going be. somewhere. But they was just, but I was just like, you know what? I guess the folks gotta eat. They was having their little date night. They was having right. dinner. And um, you know, and I guess they don't get no love. They might not get as much love in Detroit because that's right. where they're from. But and I was like, it was because somebody had just joked with me and said, if you see the clocks, so tell them I said, what's up? And I was like, ha, ha, laugh out loud. And quite literally, later that evening, one of <laughs> I saw one. I saw one of Maddie. Now, let me tell you this. If all of them was sitting there, didn't have like a sister's dinner, now I would have stand out. <laughs> I would have fanned out. I can, I, I can take them one on one. But all four of them were at one place, right up there, close right there like that. Reverend Boo, I would have laughed. I would have been like, I, I would have been like our parents. I'd been laughing all <laughs> <laughs> just all in the camera. Just all in the camera. Just knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. How you flip it? How you flip it? I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. but it was cool. I, yeah, Detroit, Detroit was cool. Was cool. I, what up, Detroit though? was cool, and it was. Oh, I'm gonna tell you this. Last thing about Detroit, I kept telling them people, I love this mm. weather. Reverend, the high was 88. Mm. That's the hottest it ever got, and that 88 still felt mm. so different. And they was like, well, what is it like in Atlanta? I said, well, let me tell you this. I said, I'm gonna tell you this, not because I'm bragging. I work out very early mm-hmm. in the morning. I said, so by 5 a.m., my car reads 85. Yeah. Already. Yeah. I said, so the fact that you're the fact that you're just three, three um degrees above that at the heat mm. of your day, I can I don't, I would never want to live in Detroit. But this has almost convinced me to get a summer home <laughs> in the Midwest. Because this right here is Listen, amazing. Can, it was like 76 degrees at night, just nice and breezy. And you oh. get a, a home for cheap in Detroit. I'm sure I could for yeah. like $5. They try to give them drinks away. <laughs> but for what, for what I saw, now it's going to take me three to 100000 to renovate it, but I can finally get it. <laughs> Shout out to Big Meech and uh, what's the other brother's name from Detroit? What's the... Uh, 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 Big Meech and uh, the, uh, yeah. Terry. Well, I'm going to say one with the I. VMF. Uh, Might not come back soon because the writers are still yeah. on track. Shout out to oh. the writers. Oh, yeah. last thing yeah. about Detroit. I met one of the puzzle really? pieces. Jason oh, okay. Evans. Yeah. <clears throat> great one. Yes. Great supporter. Yeah. I'd be um, the number one. Saw him in the coffee. Yeah. Saw him in the coffee shop. We ended up sitting down, talking, having coffee. And um, great guy. Great, great guy. He was, ironically, he was on vacation in, in Detroit. Detroit. And I asked I'm him, on vacation. Man, I said, man, why are you on vacation in Detroit, man of God? And without putting too much of his business out there, I'm going to say this. He lives near. Uh, in a in a in a in a in a bordering state, I okay. think it's a bordering state. And uh, he was like, "It's just a quick trip for the fam. Last trip before yeah. school starts, we just you know." I said, "Okay, right. I get I that. Will. I get that. You know, somewhere you can drive quick, take the fam, blah 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 blah." Um, 
But yeah, great. I mean, great guy. Great black great man. Great guy. Uh, great black man. Great father. Great husband. All the things. Uh, so shout out to him. Supporting and loving on a jigsaw. And if y'all ever see us out yeah. in the streets while we're traveling or whatever, shake our hand. Say hello. <laughs> we'll take a picture. We'll talk we to will. you. We're nice mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Jason told me, he said, man, it's so good to, to he said, Josh, you're real. I said, yeah, I'm real. <laughs> uh, but I guess if you, if you only really listen, you get to meet somebody that you, you know, that you listen to. And I'm, I am he, I am real. So I'm real. it was, that was the, but where you going? No, 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 <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Cause she was not real. Cause Ashanti was singing those songs. So it wasn't real. Um, but yeah, that felt. I will say that felt good though. I know you met um, somebody. We, at the I Ames. did. I, I, I met somebody. At the I can't Ames. remember the brother's so, name, but uh, yeah, it's all great. right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're here though. We're it's out all here. Right. So, you ready to go to a song? Of the uh, week? I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Well, I told okay. you yesterday that I had been. Um, I don't know what. Oh, I know what hit me. I was listening to a. <laughs> I was listening to another mm-hmm. podcast. Every time I say I listen to something else, it reminds me of a line with Twinkie was about she was exhorting. She said, I was listening to another preacher. <laughs> uh, random. Anyway, uh, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about songs where people spell words and they were talking about the music soul child. I can't remember all the letters he was saying. But I was like, oh, I said, let me, let me just tap into my music soul. You know what song I'm talking about, right? Because I can't, yeah, I can't remember all the letters. Yeah. Um, but it made me be like, let me go back because I ain't, I ain't like intentionally listened to him. It's his no catalog, bio. brother. Like he he may pop up in my Apple Music, and now of course I'm a mm-hmm. press play. But I haven't like typed in music mm-hmm. or went and found an album press play. And I went, brother. I was in this house washing dishes and cooking tacos last night, <laughs> just in full concert. So I mean, belting out. Some, you know, and music really ain't got a whole lot of stuff you need to belt. But I was belting them out <laughs> so <good>. last night. <clears throat> And I ended on his last good album. Music and the Magic. Music yep. and the Magic. <laughs> and uh, and it's so hard to pick just one because I really like that entire mm-hmm. body of work mm-hmm. too. So I'm just going to go with the... Um, this came out in 2011. Man, yeah. this is old. Um, I'm just going to go with the, okay. the hit, the single that he, okay. that, he came, that he came out with. So here we go. This is in honor of one of me yeah. and Brian's favorites. Yes! Let's dance. Let's dance. It's music time. That is anything oh, by Music Soul Child featuring Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats not only produced the one, he's rapping on it. All right. <laughs> it's a good it's a good album, yo. It's so it's, good. I like, know. Uh, you wanna know, girl, I'll reply. You'll get everything. And then my favorite song on there, actually, I didn't do this one because it's probably less known. I think it's um it's actually a little toxic. Which one? Back to nowhere. No, single. Oh, single. Oh, <clears throat> but single is single is great. It's in it, it's it's real. You meet somebody who you're like, oh man, like you're you're dope. 
If I I was single, single, we probably could have something more because you're beautiful. You should know. know. And I found my girl. I gotta love her. So I gotta go. I think that's a real (laughs) thing about music to me. I feel like he has songs that are hella relatable. Like he has a song for every situation. Mm -hmm. And there's people I'm sure you've met. We like, oh man, this is you're a dope person. If if things were different, person. like we probably could have could have could have done something. But I'm I got something great at home. I'm, I'm going good. there. Yeah, and I'm gonna leave. And and there's the honesty. I'm about to leave because mm-hmm. I know if I yeah. stay here a while, it's, it's not gonna, gonna be good. good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise discipline. I'm gonna exercise rationale. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good guy. I'm gonna walk out because yeah. here's the thing. And this ain't even this mm-hmm. ain't the living room. Just because you're in a relationship or you're married does not mean attractiveness oh, yeah. right. leaves. Right? It doesn't mean that you're not you're gonna stop meeting yeah. dope people. It it doesn't mean that you explore the possibilities, but it does say, oh, you're attractive. You mm-hmm. seem nice, and because of that. I understand my limits yep. and I'm out. And that's just yeah. and that's just what that is. It's just the end. You love your partner so much that I'm not going to yep. entertain this. But and that's what that song is. It's that's a great, a great song. song. Um that whole it's album great. is great. Um Love oh, Contract. I do. Oh. Uh ooh, let's just can we just let's just play a snippet of it since you said ooh, it. Jesus. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it's it's old school vintage. And they kind of got like that yes. 50 swing thing. Oh, So good. Never thought be I'd the be the one to mm-hmm. want to have this one girl that I can run to. I had to stop playing. I'm on the sewers for all of my days, trying to fight the feeling. Then out of nowhere, the thought is so appealing. I used, hey, to, I used to spend my days trying to run the game on oh, some beautiful face with a, nice tight, with a nice tight frame. Didn't matter if it's love, didn't think about the pain. But now that I'm grown and I'm sexy and I'm ready to baby change, I, baby, I <laughs> so good. Figure this time I wandering around the same give my heart to my you. Heart to you. Finally found out there's no one in the world that can love you like the way that you do. And I just wanna say thank you, baby. For the record, for the record, girl, I love you. It's so good, like nigga, like come on. I don't, I and and that's what's so sad because after this it album, just, what it just went happened. off the rails. Like it had album came out earlier this year. It is not good. It's like it's the one with Hit Boy. Yeah, or like I was. It's not. Yeah, it's not good. I didn't even listen to it. It's not good. And here's the thing about Apple with their stupidity. I'm thinking because because I was really I got I was listening to their podcast on the way from Jaden's football practice. So I know I got about. 15 ish mm. minutes. Well, I really had a little bit more than 15 ish minutes. I had to stop by the grocery store, get some lettuce for the tacos. Mm-hmm. So I said, I got about 20 ish minutes before I'm home and I can really dive into some of these. So I said, let me go to Apple mm-hmm. Essentials. Reverend, they had like four songs from the new album on there. I'm like, first of all, this just came out. And you're replacing all these other classics with these <laughs> four songs. No one even Bro, knows. Like, so I was like, let me let me take up my own yeah. work. And go listen to the songs that I just yeah. want to listen. I, I feel like his first six albums, mm. you could just press play from "I Just Want to Say." Oh yeah, and then go on to what, what Soul Star, "Just Listen." Uh, what did I miss? Yep. Uh, Love and music. Hold on. I'm gonna go back. the magic. Like yes, I'm sure I missed something. Mm-hmm. Here you go. You got. Uh-huh. I just want to sing. Just listen. Soul Star. Love and music. On my radio. On my radio is another good one too. Like you could just press play because mm-hmm. on my radio guy, if because they got the if you the him and yeah. the Blige. If you leave. 
And then it goes to now. This would this should have okay. been the signal because in mm-hmm. 09 is when he gave us that Christmas album. Oh, that was bad. That was a bad Christmas album. It was terrible. <laughs> that thing is it so was terrible. Bad. And but he re, he redeemed himself in 2011 with Music mm-hmm. and the Magic, and then he did that thing with Selena mm-hmm. Johnson in 2013. Mm-hmm. No, and then he did Life on Life on Earth had I do, which yeah. is a good mm-hmm. song. The rest of that album is forgettable, yeah. and, uh, and that's the thing. It's like he can, I, he could pull a single out easy, but because <laughs> he got a he got a feature with um, Ty Dolla yeah. Sign. That's he has really a feature good. with um, so, Kaylani that's really good. Like Kaylani, that's so yep. I think he still mm-hmm. has it, but I don't know what it is when artists get to a certain point and they just can't recreate them. Act honestly, I know I know I've listened to uh, any music soul child interview that there exists. I've listened to. I'm an, I'm a bona fide. Music soul mm-hmm. child stand. Mm-hmm. I I am mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. biased or unbiased when it comes to him. I he's my favorite artist in terms of like catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, but he I feel like he, he's mentioned it before. Like he gets tired of like singing the same songs and doing the same things and whole. He's like this rebel guy that's like I don't want to do what y'all want me to do. Like I want to do things differently and I want to you know be the hustle and all that kind of stuff. But it's like nigga, if you just get, like I get it. But the fans want what the fans want, right? And you gave us six quality albums, crooning. You really don't have to give us another one. Like, just tour on on this. And I know you say stuff like, oh, you don't want to just keep singing the same song the same way. You can just play it on radio. Nigga, that's what we want. We want to hear you sing the songs, how you sing them. And it's you gave us six good albums. Like, my nigga, you can literally tour the rest of your life on those albums. And if you need to do something different, hook up with your boy PJ Moore, so, who is the who is the king of recycling yes. music. He will help you, and and he's puts on a pretty amazing live show. So that means you don't have to sing right. the same way. And to that <laughs> same point, it's like you got rid of you know uh, was that Calvin or Haggins or whatever. You you got rid of your original people, and you went with like Hit Boy, this like new person. Like get with the PJ. Say hey PJ, let's work together and work on a whole album. Can you imagine? A whole PJ Musical Child. That is the son- that's a son- that's a Silk Sonic that we need for 2024. Like that would be a, that would be a dope, like neo soul R and B situation. Can you imagine PJ Morton Music Soul Child collaboration album? Oh, I absolutely could. It would be amazing. And then they go on tour. It would be Nigga, amazing. Like what? Yes, it would be amazing. Like, and they have similar they have similar voices, similar styles. Yes, just, and then you and then you yeah. give us. You give us throw in some some other artists in there, you know. I would even enjoy, and it sounds weird, put Casey Haley from Jodeci on one of them songs. I'm like like a nice churchy okay number. Mm, Can you imagine okay. like a churchy with his, with his current voice with, with the current voice, a good yeah. churchy kind of okay? Because PJ Morton okay. is the is the he's the line. He can merge those two mm-hmm. worlds, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be a really good song, like a, a churchy R and B song mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would go crazy. Um. Like, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hear me that out. Voice is, that voice the, the is voice trouble. is trouble. <laughs> but just hear me out. <laughs> what? Okay. So, I missed an opportunity, and I didn't find out until after. Okay. Before. When I was in mm-hmm. Detroit, Jodeci and SWV were at concert in, in Detroit. And when I, oh yes, and when I saw the flyer, it was because Coco posted it was sold. Oh, I would have. I would have paid. What? I ain't gonna say whatever, but I would have paid for that ticket, bro. I was there. Speaking of that, when they're supposed to be here, we got to get our tickets. I know, but Drew Hill ain't gonna be Drew's here. Drew's not coming to this concert for that show. Why not? No, 
They only select cities, and it's like the asterisk, and then we don't have an asterisk oh. on Atlanta. They're gonna be he gonna they gonna be in Birmingham. I might I would drive to Birmingham for that. Birmingham is like two hours away. Like we can, I would do that. Mm-hmm. When is the Birmingham? I'm I'm literally right now on Ticketmaster looking that up. Uh, August nineteenth. That's like right around the corner. That's this weekend. Oh yeah, you know, then, uh, I might be out of town this weekend. Yeah. All right. That's well, you ready to move on to some um like excellence and lesson? Right. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Before I get to the black excellence, uh, I'm going to say something. And I'm going to give a shout out to Atlanta. Big wave in the room. The crowd going to move. Look around. Uh, Everybody on mute. Black okay. Atlanta. Beyonce said we're the winners. I wasn't at the concert. Asher was at that one now. My wife was. I was very upset. <laughs> That's part of my greater okay. conversation. All right. Let's we'll that. <laughs> but you know, when black excellence happens, you gotta 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 call it out. Uh so shout mm-hmm. out to Atlanta. Going getting your Zooms mm-hmm. and you know, understanding the assignment, all the things. Uh, all right. So mm-hmm. blessing mm-hmm. report. This is where we shout out black folks doing great black things. We support black people. Yes. 24-7, 365. It is what we do. It's who we are. So this week we are going to bless up HBCUs outside. Ron Griswell, mm-hmm. he's the founder and CEO. Uh, HBCUs outside is a 501c3 nonprofit committed to helping students and alums of historically black colleges, that's you, that's Lauren, that's Asha, and plenty of other people we know, uh, and universities get outside and to the top of the outdoor industry. They currently have clubs at Howard, FAMU, Alabama A&M, Bowie State, Elizabeth City State, and TSU, Tennessee State, for those that don't know. The real, real TSU. The real TSU. Um, <laughs> uh, and in partnership with the National Park Trust, they employ um, pairs of students, ambassadors, student ambassadors to build sustainable outdoor clubs on their campuses. They have three goals, three goals. Uh, first and foremost is to leave a legacy by chartering an official school club and establishing student governance. Uh, they want to build community and culture on campus around healthy outdoor activities. Uh, and last but not least, they want to have fun outdoors and coordinate five or more outings for their schools, which I think this is great. And we talk about outdoors. This is like like hiking and stuff outdoors or just outside like you know day party all white drinking mimosas um from what i've gathered i'm they're 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 outdoors i like adventures hiking okay. skiing mm-hmm. like all the okay. things yeah outside okay. outside all right <laughs> um what else what mm-hmm. outside activities do you like and that's a black ass question let's my, well, my, have made that a black ass question black people right what okay. outdoor activities are you involved in? Do you do? We're talking about camping, hiking. What else? F- fishing is fishing an outdoor activity. I mean, you you got to be outside. Yeah. yeah. Fish. So what, what outdoor <laughs> activities are you are you uh, engaging in in these streets? <laughs> the most I've done in that regard is maybe an outside mm-hmm. workout. I've I've is it? Do you hike Stone Mountain? Do you walk Stone Mountain? Yeah, I think you a little bit of both. It's, is that a hike? hiking trail? That a hike? It's a hiking trail, then it's a hike. Well, then I've okay. hiked Stone yeah. Mountain um, a few times, yeah. several uh-huh. times actually. So that's probably like, and of course I went on like runs on the belt line, and like I've been mm-hmm. cycling. Cycling is an outdoor activity. Yeah. I like cycling. Um, I don't do that stuff as often, but those are the things. I I, I'm, I don't know that I would camp. Mm-hmm. I might glamp. Yeah, I would definitely glamp. 
But I don't know. I don't know about. I'm not sleeping yeah. on no ground. Um, give me an RV. Give me like yeah, the rich I'm not wikes. sleeping outside. If, nah, yeah, I'm not sleeping outside. outside. That's not. That's not a thing. I got. You didn't do. You didn't do Yellowstone Park in California and all we, that we, kind of We camped. My mama let us camp in our backyard. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but I think we even had to be like inside at a certain point. I think at some, at some point we was like, nah, this ain't for us. We're gonna. Just gonna go inside <laughs> in our beds. But my my mom like bought us tents. She let us, you know, do all the things. And then we were like, okay, let's just go back inside. You know, where you know where there's you know AC and uh, you know light, right? Um, so mm. but yeah, I might I might do that to my kids. Make us go in the backyard. <laughs> put us a tent out there. Get a nice little tent. Josh and Jay Nate sleeping right. outside. Well, I, I would go glamping though. I, we have some nice glamping places here in the Metro Atlanta area, or well, like in the Blue Ridge Mountains and all that kind of stuff. Places not mm-hmm. too far from where we are now. So I would do stuff like that. Um, cycling is is cool. Um, mm-hmm. I've been on hikes mm-hmm. before. I, I feel like I mm-hmm. I, I want to get more outside, but I, I my issue, I hate bugs. Like as far as like mosquitoes and stuff. Despise so that's them. the reason why I don't like being outside. I don't like being hot, randomly and uncomfortable. Um, so, so when you're outside and you're doing the things outside, you got to have a little bit of clothes on, which means there's more access to like bugs flying and getting on you. And once I have like a few bugs get on me at that point, I'm like, let's just go into the house. I love nature though. (laughs) Yeah. I can get like, yeah, I'm the same way. We did our DEI retreat in, um, on like a resort farm Mm -hmm. thing up in Tennessee. It was beautiful. One of the, one of the best cabin Mm -hmm. experiences I've ever had. Um, but like when we did the, uh, I did bow and arrow, so we did that, um, and that was cool. But we was like in the middle of like mm-hmm. their little woody area, bro. And to your point, they were telling us don't step on the poison eye. Like it's so many things I had yeah. to watch out yeah. for, and it was just like, and then it had like <clears throat> signs for like deer mm-hmm. and a possible bear. I'm like, it's too many things right. to worry about. I could die. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get mauled by a bear while I'm out here. Um, we I did beekeeping okay. on that same trip. That was mm-hmm. really cool. I didn't think I would enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So like, I don't. I'm the kind of person like I am adventurous to the point where mm-hmm. I'm gonna try it. Um, I don't know if it's gonna become my thing, but I would definitely get out there if it's a planned activity. I ain't gonna be. I'm not gonna be the yeah. party pooper. I'm gonna say I, that. I, way. I have this yeah. goal in my heart that I, you know that I would love to do at some point is to do like a uh, an adult all adult summer camp kind of thing. Like have this, yeah, okay. and like an adult themed, but like youthful kind of themed summer camp. Okay, like, like okay, yeah, I think that would be crazy. Oh, I think people yeah. are buying to that like, for sure. Imagine mm-hmm. summer camp, but with alcohol and probably a lot of sex because you know, <laughs> oh, well, okay, because you know, <laughs> you're adults now. <laughs> you know, probably some drug usage. I'm sure. Uh, will be out there. That's the thing. Um, That's but imagine, thing. like, it's a retreat. You know, you have fun. Food is already prepared. You in the cafeteria. You know, all the kind of stuff. I think it'll be come on the cafeteria. Do, but the food is like elevated. It's like it's not like your camp food. It's like you know, you know, oh, yeah, all kind of stuff. Like chef, like yeah, chef like shrimp and grits and like a nice spray, like fresh fruit, like a real yeah. I feel like yeah. people will, will buy into that. And then you have mm-hmm. like a concert, like have a you know a guest artist there, maybe on the Friday night when it's time to go home, or the last night, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. head on, go back to where they where they belong. Speaking mm-hmm. of concerts, did you see Victoria Monet sampled um Charlie Boy? You know I did. You know I did. 
Okay. I haven't listed the whole thing yet, but people have been going, people have been reposting it. So I said, I'm going to take my yeah. time. And, and that's the thing listen. is, so Victoria Monet, she gets a, so this, this is my thing. I don't know if she's like a legit artist, like in terms of, no, I'm not oh. saying like that. I'm, I'm saying as, like, if you go, if you scroll social media, <laughs> Brian coming no, 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 you know, like, you feel like you've been programmed, right? Because you're scrolling through mm-hmm. and then like the shade room, spiritual word and ball alert, like, oh, Victoria Monet, just she she went off on this new song and it's like everybody's posting and it's like like did she really go off or is it like they're trying to program us to, to make her this next yeah. artist right um because that's the first thing i woke up about first thing that was on my timeline was the uh the the remake of you know uh of that song um but that's like one of my i love that song that's like my um get ready get hyped Feeling myself, mm. like even Brooklyn's like daddy. Mm. That's you love that song, like you love that song. Like, <laughs> on my mama, on my hood, I look fly, I look good. It's it's the best. It's the pretty boy, but also like the the, the street nigga who just mm-hmm. you know on my mm-hmm. mama, on my hood. And he hold it down for and he hold it down for the big dude. Listen, cause Charlie boy ain't no little bit mm-hmm. of man, <laughs> no little bit of man. All right, so shout out to HBCUs outside. What was yeah, his name? Uh, Ron, yeah, Griswell. Ron, Ron Griswell. Uh, and yes. uh, you can check it out right now, hbcuoutside.com or go on Instagram, uh, hbcuoutside. And that is the Bless Up Report. We've been away for a while, so we do have several folks on My the God. rest of report. Josh, what happened? Way too many people. God mm. did not stay the hand of death. He let it loose. And some of our black legends and influencers have flown up out of here. Who uh, we got? Starters, we got Alex Collins. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, he's mm-hmm. a former NFL running back. Uh, unfortunately, passed away on Monday as a result of a motorcycle accident. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, which is the team that he played for, announced he was only, unfortunately, 28. So young, young, young man. Um, stay off that motorcycle, yeah. y'all. Um, uh, especially in Atlanta. They just, on 285, just zooming past people. It's kind of dangerous. Um Collins was selected by the Seattle Seahawks in the fifth round in 2016 draft. Played for the team for one season before moving on to the Ravens for two more seasons. After that, uh, he went back to the Seattle Seahawks for some more time. Uh, I think he last time he played football was really for the Memphis Showboats or the USFL. Shout out to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Nine on one. Mm-hmm. Where you at? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. rest up to Alex Collins. Prayers out to him and his family. Uh, Clarence Avant. Um, those should be familiar with him. If you have Netflix, he had a great documentary on there. He was hailed as the godfather of black entertainment. Uh, he died in his home in Los Angeles and he was at the nice ripe old age of 92. So he lived a a nice long life. He began his career in the sixties, managing up a kind of artist, little Willie John, uh, uh, Creed Taylor. Uh, and he worked closely with stacks, which is a, Great, great, great record label there in Memphis uh, and the famed more, uh, Motown Records. Uh, went over to Los Angeles, where a lot of people ended up doing. Uh, and he worked with Sussex Records and Taboo Records. Uh, and he worked with all kind of artists, including the great Quincy Jones, Whitney Houston, Pharrell, Lionel Richie, Diddy. He actually is the one that got Diddy on the plane after Biggie got killed uh, to get him up out of town. So nothing else would happen to him. He worked with Snoop Dogg, Babyface, and Janet Jackson. He was also the one who promoted uh, Michael Jackson's first ever solo bad tour. So just think about that. He promoted a tour, which means that money, he got a lot of money. 
because tour promotions mm-hmm. are not cheap. Uh, but I'm sure he made that back a hundredfold. Uh, so rest up to yep. uh, Mr. <clears throat> Avon, the godfather of music, black music, black entertainment. Um, Magoo, uh, another one. Up oh, jumps the boogie. The boogie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, he. Uh, what's that song? Love to love you. Oh, that's a. He comes out really good on that song. Um, oh, he came out pretty strong with that. But Melvin Magoo, uh, Barcliff. Melvin is definitely a black name. That's a good I'm just gonna play this in the yeah. background for him. Uh, he's best known for his contributions to hip hop as one half of Timberland and Magoo. Uh, unfortunately, again, he passed away. The Virginia chief medical examiner confirmed on Monday the cause of death had not been revealed, but he was only fifty. Young black man. Uh, Timbaland Magoo established themselves as a musical duo in 98. Uh, <clears throat> Timbaland uh, hadn't released an album at the time, but him and Magoo came together and had worked on some great uh, um, music. Uh, they did talent shows, did all that kind of stuff. And after they teamed up, they went on to release three full-length albums and were among the first class of artists and a legendary hip-hop artists to come out of Virginia. Uh, so they were in, you know, uh, black ground. They worked with Playa and Genuine and Aaliyah and all that kind of stuff. And most importantly, they kind of pioneered a lot of that, that Memphis, that Memphis, that Virginia sound, uh, working with mm-hmm. Neptunes and Clips and Missy Elliott, as you know. Uh, so, you know, what is it? Uh, McGrew and Timberland were like Puffy and Mace at some point. Like they were the <laughs> the producer and the rapper <laughs> so shout out bless up to a uh, rest up excuse me rest up and a guy said puppy and mate rest up to uh magoo uh hip-hop um artist who recently went on so uh, uh, a culmination again rest up to alex collins Rest up to Clarence Avant. Rest up to Magoo. Any yeah. any thoughts, concerns, questions, comments you have, Josh, about? None of that. Just rest up um, to Mr. Avant. Very long life lived. And to the other gentlemen, unfortunately, you know, lives seem to be cut off short. But full lives lived mm-hmm. nonetheless. So um, prayers to their family and loved ones. And rest up to those gentlemen. Yeah. All right, what, what is, is it? Well, I was, I was a lot of folks on the second shot here. Long, in, long, in long, long obituary. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, then, yeah. Oh, we do have a fourth Ooh. one. We do have a fourth one. Me and Brian were talking about this in the pre-show. I just remember, because I, I was just about to say how we was going to head on over to the billboard. You know, I used to like to say a little thing. Oh, we do um, have another one. We do have another oh, one. This one. Yes. You're right. Listen, cookouts and wedding receptions ain't been the same since this song came out. So, DJ Casper, um, DJ Casper, the originator of the Cha Cha Slide, has flew on the yes. My God, my I knew what somebody yeah. we were missing. DJ there hype is. man, songwriter, born and raised in Chicago, uh, was known as Casper due to frequently being clad in all white attire on stage. My gosh, I do right. right. Say she's from Chicago too. So maybe it's a thing. <laughs> Step in the name of love. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> See, that's, that's a, the, Lord, the Lord did that to you. It wasn't supposed to come out your mouth. So uh, it really only had one, the one hit, but that one hit has keeping on hitting and at Cha Cha Slide and Cha Cha Slide too. <laughs> like Josh said, any black function. 
we gonna get funky. We are gonna yep. get funky. Before there was a wobble, mm-hmm. before there was a biker yeah. shuffle. The only thing we had at one point was the electric right. slide, and if you were fancy, you knew how to do the Chinese checkers, mm-hmm. right? Because I I remember you play Chinese checkers mm-hmm. back in the day, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know, how to do that one." But Cha Cha Slide right. came along, and it held it down for a long time until the wobble and all yeah. that other stuff became and popular. So. We still enjoy a Cha Cha Slide. One hop this time. One hop this time. Reverse. Hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. Let me see you clap your head. Come on, come on. Uh, How low can you go? Can you go down low? All the way to the floor? How low can you go? Can you bring it to the top? Like it never, never stop? Can you bring it to the top? One hop. Good night. Left foot oh. now, yeah. Charlie Brown. Simon says. Um but yeah, but I really oh, so man. but like so and it's interesting, like like it was important to to kind of mention this person because like black people in culture, like there are things that happen mm-hmm. and it's like, man, like this this he had one song, right? In terms of like popularity. And this song is gonna probably live forever in in black oh, yeah. culture, black functions. Oh, yeah. And we hold dear to certain songs, certain things. And that's something that um uh it's gonna be he's gonna live on forever, uh, just based off of that that moment, what it makes us feel good in the in those moments. So uh definitely bless up, rest up to uh DJ Casper. I'm almost sure that they're gonna cha cha slide at his they, they should. They should they got to. If they don't Somebody's sure. messed up. Y'all, y'all got one job. Serve that chicken, green beans, mm-hmm. and potatoes, that yellow lemon cake, some sweet tea, and play mm-hmm. that cha-cha slide. Even if you got, even if you got to play it from a yeah. boom box, play that cha-cha. Because you know some churches, especially the old church, they may not have the most, you know, advanced technology. Right. So play that, <laughs> you play that cha-cha slide from that boom box. Bring, bring your Bluetooth speaker just, just in, in case. case. Right? And make yeah. it happen. <clears throat> All right. Now, Let's cha-cha slide Charlie Brown mm-hmm. right on over <laughs> to Billboard. This week in the Billboard, the NFL is black. Oh, back. It is oh black. it is black. <laughs> but it is, it is black. And it's back. And since it's back, I just have yeah. one thing to say. They don't last mm. long. We get to the point. We know you love them because it's everyone's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviation. <laughs> you a good voices episode. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the NFL is back. That is the National Football League. People don't know you take a piece of pig skin, you wrap it up in an oval shape, and you run down the field and you throw it and you toss it and you kick it in two goal posts for field goals, and you can get a safety and get some mm-hmm. two points. A whole bunch of things yep. that can happen, right? So um yeah. it's back. I don't really know what it means outside mm-hmm. of that, but it's back. And a lot of blacks, particularly black men, are excited because the NBA ended. It was like we ain't got mm-hmm. nothing left. And they weren't trying to watch no summer league games. As much as we say we support black women in WNBA, a lot of black men still don't uh-huh. watch the WNBA or black people in general. Even though I hear the WNBA does have some pretty decent games yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not a huge sports fan. Contrary to uh, contrary to my sports um, knowledge, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't watch them all. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, the NFL, the NFL is back. Um, so, yeah. Brian, I'm just going to ask you this. Is you, your favorite team is still the Panthers, right? You're not an LA Rams. No, fan. no, 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 not at all. 
Oakland Raiders. No. San Diego no, Chargers not, are not into the California. No, no, no California. Uh, the Panthers are still my favorite team. Uh, I am a pseudo Eagles fan, uh, mainly because the company I work for uh, has the naming rights to the field. Uh, and on top of that, Jalen Hurts is like my new favorite player. Black man doing great things as a black woman. Uh, he is in Divine Nine. So he's kind of like now he's my favorite player so um so you're gonna root for the eagles I'm, definitely root for the eagles i'm rooting for the panthers of course they have a black okay. quarterback as well sure. Um, sure. i'm rooting for the eagles for a few reasons you know um but yeah because the more they win they win the super bowl the more money they make the more you know our company benefits and the more i can probably get paid in the long run so and hey i grew up in cowboy nation <laughs> And so much so that I even have a Cowboys debit card. <laughs> I hadn't had it since I was 16 years old. And people are like, you okay? every time I pull it out, they'd be like, oh, well, what about them Cowboys issues? I'd be like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They'd be like, y'all, this y'all year. I'd be like, this is our year. Every year I just, I just go with it. I just go with it every year. My dad, his man cave is blue and gray. He has pictures of. Cowboys all over the place. I bought him a commemorative like Super Bowl thing with the, all mm-hmm. the rings on them, and uh, he has rugs. And it is it is Cowboy Nation. Him and the group of friends used to go down to Arlington mm-hmm. every year. I remember one time that dude finished Thanksgiving dinner and they drove up to Nashville mm. to see the Cowboys play the Titans. Has he um, been to the new stadium? Yes, he has been to the new stadium. He has been to the new stadium. I think it was like right after Got it opened too. Um, so yeah, he's, um, he's a, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's funny though, is back in Memphis, a lot of people are either Cowboys or Pittsburgh Steelers fans. It's so weird. I can believe that because for a few reasons, mm -hmm. y'all don't have like a team, like a football team. Yep. The Titans were the Oilers at one point. So they came over. So it's not like, and it's still not Memphis. It's like Nashville. And they, and then they came to Memphis for their like interim season and played us. So we was like, we got a little hate yeah, for them. Um, <laughs> but, the, but the Steelers were at one point one of America's teams and the Cowboys were one of America's teams. So I feel like mm-hmm. people of a certain age, it was either the Cowboys yeah. or the Steelers who you rooted for watching because they had like dynasties and stuff like that. So I can I can see that. Yeah. Um, and Deion Sanders is one of my dad's uh, favorite He's my favorite player. player so, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he played, had a little stint with the Cowboys for a while. So, and my dad was a big, um, Smith mm-hmm. fan. Um, oh, Michael Irvin, he loved that guy. So, like, yeah, a lot of yeah. the players, my dad really yeah. loved too. I think they're, yeah. I, I grew up loving the Cowboys and Troy Aikman for what it is, white boy, but that was one heck yeah. of a quarterback. Yeah. I grew up, so, Cowboys were my favorite team yeah. when I grew up because when I first started watching football, they were like the team. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they had, and they, like the they, yeah. they had names and stars and stuff like that. So, shout out to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. 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 So, anyway. That's what that's what that is. So shout out to all the NFL fans, and I know y'all watching these preseason games, and y'all are mm-hmm. ready. Um, speaking of things that are spinning the block, Rico oh. charges are speaking spinning the block, particularly in Georgia. And guess who's being indicted again? Donald J. Trump, former president of the United States. Um, so Young Thug ain't the only one in trouble in Georgia. Um, the Georgia um, sheriff said that they will be treating Trump like any mm. other criminal, and if um, once since this indictment is here, they will be getting a mugshot now. People are rejoicing because of that. I ain't rejoicing because these indictments have not led to an yeah. official arrest. They have led to <laughs> no. him serving time. So until it manifests into something like yeah. tangible, then I'm gonna kind of hold it because a mugshot is cool or whatever. But that don't really that don't that don't move no. the needle for me. And then this Labatt dude, like we don't need to be giving no. him that much credit because people are literally dying mm-hmm. in prisons yeah. under his watch. I'm talking about like one guy got eighty yeah. by big bugs and and yeah. was killed under his watch. So 
mm, I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I'm not putting yeah. on the cake for him. But you know, I just want I just want to throw that out there real quick. I was gonna put him a greater conversation, but yeah, there you go. Um. Anyway, and lastly, hold on before on you go there. The is yes, her name Fanny ahead. Willis? Her name is yeah. Fanny. Just want to point out that strong black name. Strong. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't known a fanny since Fanny Lou Hamer. And this woman came up out of here. And so, so me and Ash was having a conversation. I think there was a student at her school who has an mm-hmm. older name. And she's like, what are these parents thinking? I said, well, Ash, we got to think about it like this. While they may not be making some of these older names anymore, at least that's mm-hmm. what we thought, what I will say is that back in the day, Geraldine had to be a baby. Yeah. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Had it made, had to be a little girl. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Clarence had to be a young mm-hmm. boy. You see what I'm saying? Ray, he had to be young mm-hmm. once. They didn't just grow no. up old. I said, I said, so the fact that some of our generations is rehashing yeah. these names, you got to, like when Josh met his cousin, Regina, Ooh. the only Regina I ever knew in my life was my mama's best friend. I didn't know Regina. they made Regina still in the 2000s. In the 2000s. And we, you think about Regina Hall, Regina yeah. King, but you remember, you meet an eight-year-old named Regina. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Like that do something different to you. <laughs> <laughs> Regina is something. Regina is a black name. Well, I mean, you ain't never known. Where did it come right. from? You got Re- like Regine. She changed yeah. her name, but her mama called her a few times. Regina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regina. <laughs> oh, that's something. That's that's something very interesting yeah. about Regina. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know because either your daddy name was mm-hmm. Reggie and he wanted mm-hmm. a boy, but you was there, or your mama just really liked Regina. Yeah. <laughs> Because my mom's best friend, her parents, the founders of my home church out of Rock of Ages, James and, and Virgil, another black man, <laughs> you know, wasn't no, no Reggie there. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's just like the name. You like see what Regina I'm saying? Is what you, what you stuck so, on. It's what mm-hmm. you stuck on, and that's fine. But I wanted, I want the people to know these old names had to start somewhere. They had to come out yeah. of the womb, too. It was, was, was a little baby girl. Somewhere. <laughs> Name Regina. It's a, it's a little baby boy. Names Clarence mm. James, mm. you know what I'm saying? Name Ray Ford, Ray Ford, and now they adults. <laughs> now they adults and they grown. I feel like you gotta be a certain age yeah. to say adult because to me it's yeah. just adult. You know, but you, but you, but you emphasize that, that light A, that, that mm-hmm. adult. That's when you at, you know, certain age. Back in the day, my, my mom used to also used to say electricity. Oh. Okay, <laughs> it was a W instead of an R. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Ain't you no know, black would be like, yeah, you gotta be mature. Ooh, yeah. You know, gotta be humble. <laughs> I love black people. We, we, we sound sophisticated. We gonna, we gonna give up, we gonna put our own intellect in mm-hmm. everything we do. And I love it so much. Um I was gonna I was gonna read and give you like synopsis of this last thing okay. on the billboard. But I thought I, I can't do this level of stupidity okay. justice. So I thought I'd just let the people listen to it for themselves. It's from Big Boogie. Mm. He's a rapper. <laughs> so, you know, I'll I let y'all, I'll let y'all listen to what he had to say about a particular subject. Did you go to college? I ain't go to college, but um, I turned it down. Oh. Yeah, I turned it down just to do this, just to grind from the rap. So you, you uh, had an opportunity to do the drumming yeah, thing? Yeah, scholarship college. and everything. Rap? Um, I think it was like mm. in Jacksonville. Mm. Yeah, a big a big band in Jacksonville. It's a big college though, and they offered me like fifteen, something like ten million or something like that, five million something like that. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> a scholarship. Okay, but not five million dollars. They offered you five million dollars to play the drums. Yeah. 
we doing here? Like, what got, like, you know what I'm saying? But I was just so younger, like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't know what it was. Are you sure they offered you $5 million? <laughs> to play I turned that? it down. It was a scholarship, like, I had to go to school for this decade. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, 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 that's so many things wrong here. First of all, I'm sure he was trying to refer to Jackson mm-hmm. State. He talked about a big school with a big band in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be Jackson State. Where is Florida and them is in yeah, Tallahassee? I think so. Right? So, yeah, it's not that. So, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that's mm-hmm. what he meant. Then he said to play the now black HBCU bands mm-hmm. are a thing. HBCU bands also give out scholarship money. You get a full mm-hmm. ride. There's not a tuition in the land. Five million dollars <laughs> worth anywhere between. He started off in 15, right? 15, <laughs> 15, then with the 10, 10, with the 5. 10, yeah, 5. There's not a tuition in the land worth a million dollars. Tuition yeah. is high, but it ain't that high. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't that high. Man of God, you sat there and lied. You didn't uh-uh. have to. <laughs> and, 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 and the host was trying his yeah, best. Said, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> said, wait a minute that was funny. <laughs> he said it was five million. He said it was five. You sure it was five million dollars? Yeah, I turned it down. Then he said, Brian, your favorite mm-hmm. line. <laughs> he had to go to school for this decade. <laughs> a decade. Like <laughs> he had to go to school for 2010 to 2020. <laughs> that sounded like prison. That sounded like you got offered a, a deal to, to get off or to, to inform on somebody. He got he got the first 360 deal for real for college. Because <sighs> what? Well, I'm just trying to figure and this is the thing. I know this episode, we're gonna be going to the living room real quick. We're going to talk about the audacity of white people. But I just want to talk about audacity in general right now. What made you get on, what made you get on Sister Tyson's internet? Just and lie. Like, you just, bruh, first of all, nothing, and I, I don't like stereotyping mm-hmm. people, but nothing about Big Boogie says anybody's giving him a full ride scholarship to anybody's college. Maybe ICGC. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and granted, if he did get the scholarship, and he turned it down to rap. I don't know that that was the best decision. Listen, <laughs> I feel like you should have been a drummer somewhere if that mm-hmm. was the case. Maybe going to that engineering producing bag. But I just I, I don't even know that there's a story behind that. Other than I just wanted y'all to know, and y'all don't have to lie if you don't you like. You don't have to lie on the And the thing is, it's funny because he was like smiling, like as if like he said something like. As, and the dude, with the white dude, was like, "You're clearly you're lying." No, and he, he smiled like, you're "Yeah, lying. they offered me five million dollars." But to go to school, he just smiled like, yeah, like, you know, you don't, it is what it is. Like, bro, like, you're lying. Like, but not a white tooth in his mouth. Everything is glitter and shine. Just lying. Like, 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 if you're going to lie, at least have your, like, your story straight. And let it be believable. Yeah. Ain't nothing about that believable. Yeah. Like, you could have just said, I offered a full ride scholarship to play in a band. I and turned I turned it down. down yeah. To rap. That would have been yeah. believable. Because you know how many black men... You know, in black bands, you know, play yeah. drums and stuff like that. Like, but the five million, some big, and then you don't even know the yeah, school. Going, and Big Boogie ain't been in the rap game long, so the fact that you like yeah, forgot, you like, if you got letters from a school, you could have been like, oh, I know you remembered at least there was one school, bro. Especially if it was a five million dollar yeah. letter, I remember yeah. that school. <laughs> See, he must not know anything about refund checks, because like, hypothetically, <laughs> you get five million dollars. What's the tuition paid? You got a, lot a whole of lot of money. Balling, you could have could have did both. You could have rapped, and you could have uh, played in the band. You could have used that little money. Two Chain said, "Got a lot of M's in my mm. bank account." <laughs> okay, you could have had. Listen, them, what but... school you was at? Okay. Let me go to that school. Then listen, some big school in mm. Jacksonville. Okay, mm. got to deal with the Santis, but you would have had five million. <laughs> <laughs> you had five million dollars. Anyway, 
that being said, I'm still next after Brian. We're gonna have a conversation. We started talking about it a little bit. Um, well, we alluded mm-hmm. to it. The, the fade in yeah. the water, the Montgomery brawl. We were not here, so we're not gonna go deep into it. But we are gonna use this as a framework. Yeah. We do this yeah. often on this yeah. year podcast. We use things as frameworks to talk about bigger conversations. Shout out greater conversation. Um, so head on over to Living with us. Grab your snacks. I'm drinking some Arizona tea from Rick up. Um, grab, grab all your things, your candy, all that kind of stuff. And let's go have this good conversation in the living room. All right, good people, black folks, and everybody uh-huh. else in between. We are back for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast where we are right here at the core of our, our, our episode. We go into the living room and have our deep conversations around not all the time, mm-hmm. even deep, but just conversations around various topics concerning life. And this one, I wanted to have a conversation about white okay. audacity, the whiteness mm-hmm. of it all. Um, and if you are familiar with the Montgomery brawl, yeah. then you know what oh. happened. Brian, you kind of want to give people a recap of what happened Yeah, a so bit. let's just get into it. So okay. um, <laughs> we, we're in Montgomery, okay? Yes. And there was a black security guard Mm-hmm. Who his I guess his role, his job was to ensure that boats were in the right spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were docking, docking safely yep. and they were docked correctly. So apparently there was a boat that was docked in the wrong place. Uh he then reached out to the folks and said, Hey, your boat is in the wrong place. This other boat, this bigger boat, needs to dock. Can you please remove your boat or move your boat to the, the proper spot? Uh, I guess apparently the folks did not appreciate it and they felt that they can do what they wanted to do. So then I guess my understanding is based off the TikTok videos and stuff like that, he proceeds to move it for them. Uh, then mm-hmm. they get frustrated and get upset. Then they have a confrontation and uh, one Caucasian brother, gentleman, uh, proceeds to then uh, assault the security guard. Okay. The security guard is okay. holding his own. Then another person rolls up and now they're jumping the security guard. Uh, I believe, I don't know if the hat came up at that time or before then, but uh, he he threw that in the air um, and it never never came came down. down. Shout out to Bobby Shmurda. (laughs) Shout out Bobby Uh, Shmurda. And and at that point, uh, our brothers and sisters, um, they assembled from over the waters (laughs) North, south, east, everywhere. west. <laughs> and all of a sudden, these um, Caucasian men and women looked around and clearly, you know, they effed around and they found out that um, black folks are nothing to play with. We will not, not see anybody in our culture or ethnicity or whatever you want to call our race being assaulted, yeah. being jumped, and we're not yeah. going to jump in yeah. and defend defend yeah. uh uh you know folks uh so that is a synopsis of i believe uh of what happened on the great day of august 5th 2023 uh what we consider juneteenth or augustinth um <laughs> yeah augustinth you know and you know what that's that's great and there was so many different things you had mm-hmm. aquaman They've been calling him Scuba Gooding Jr. I think Brian referred to himself mm-hmm. as that earlier. They've been calling him Jamichael yep. Phelps. Uh, <laughs> Jamichael Phelps. Um, Shaquille O'Gills. I heard that one. Uh, there have been <laughs> so, so many, many things. And then Unk with the Chairs. Unk with the Chair. Yeah. Unk with the mm-hmm. Chair. Unk with the Listen. Chair. Now, I'm not, you know, I am never for men beating uh-uh. up on women. But I'm going to tell y'all this. I'm going to tell y'all why I'm defending uh, 50%. 
because Unk first started swinging that chair at white men. Mm-hmm. That white woman came in the line of fight. He was just swinging. <laughs> and Unk said, I have no respect to person. He, when he locked in on her, though, <laughs> Unk, <laughs> and the problem is, I was like, girl, just stay down. Just stay down. Girl, just stay down. down. Just because anytime down. she got up, like, <laughs> play dance. He was just swinging. And it, it was funny because it's kind of like shirts versus skins. Like, you know who was on your side and who wasn't. So anything white, he was just swinging that chair. And the lady, she kept getting up. I was like, like lady, just lay down. Like, And I heard this one white woman tried to jump in and help the blacks. But because she was getting confused, she got tossed in the water, too. And she actually came out and said... She, I think she lost her mm, job, okay. allegedly. And she came out and said she would do nothing oh. different because she knew the okay. people. And she was like, you know, they they have a history mm-hmm. of kind of being like that. I also heard, I was telling Brian earlier, that I heard that they're related to the governor mm-hmm. of Alabama. So that's probably where some of their yeah. audacity came from. They're super privileged. They own some kind yeah. of store. Um, they're entrepreneurs and things like that. And and, and they'll be, I ain't going to hold you. It's like a certain level of privilege and income to own yeah. a boat, right? So you can imagine they come from money. So all of this yeah. is in their mind. They're in the deep right. south. Right, they're probably like, no, 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 no. And I'm sure they probably have been drinking. And that takes us, yeah. There are very few boat parties and situations where libations and liquor are not a part of the situation, right? So, and that takes us directly into our conversation, like the the audacity of it all. Because I think what what brought black people or is continuing to bring black people joy from the situation is not the fact that we were violent, right? But it's 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 a couple of things. One, we saw a black man maintain his life preserved. Many times when a black man is surrounded by white people in a violent situation, he's he's either critically injured mm-hmm. or dead. Neither one of those right. things happened, right? The second thing that brought us joy was that the fact that we saw one of our brothers yeah. going through and we did not uh-huh. care about any yeah. repercussions. We didn't care about what was happening. We literally jumped off a boat yeah. and swam, right? Jumping down mm-hmm. from steps, taking our shirts off, all that kind of stuff to make sure that this mm-hmm. brother did not like die or become critically yeah. injured. It was the unity of it all, and it was the it was facing whiteness, mm-hmm. right? Necessarily white people. White people were this. Here's my thing about white supremacy being the ocean and not the shark, right? The people were the shark. It was the white supremacy, the audacity for you to believe that I can right. do this unscathed. Like you had the mm-hmm. arrogance to say, "I'm going mm-hmm. to do this in front of a shout out to the church, a crowd yeah. of witnesses, mm-hmm. and I am yeah. sure I'm going to be yeah. just fine." But that was not the case. And black people proved to you that one, I think it was a, there was a lot of ancestral things that I believe happened. That was also a pier, a mm-hmm. dock, where um, slaves had been brought in and sold and auctioned off in yeah. the same spot. Um, Brian and I learned that the day before, earlier that morning, some people have done some ceremonial honoring of yeah. ancestors on that same pier. Right? The boat that was trying to dock that with the white folks in the way was named Harriet, right? So there, there, was, there was so many things, right? And and I, I'm not usually one that go up for like the spirit of the ancestors. There were so many yeah. things, though. Yeah. However, that were that were speaking to this not going on their side, and I just believe this is one of those times where black people was like, "This ain't happening yeah. on my watch." We're sick and tired of being mm-hmm. sick and tired. Um. So Brian, I, I guess the, the first question that I have for you in terms of this conversation is like. <sighs> I know we both kind of lead and work in spaces that can be predominantly white, but what is it, right? Violence aside, but what is it about white audacity that could cause you to get to the spaces that, you know what? Throw my, because I also believe that white, that throwing up that hat was Mm -hmm. a signal, but I also believe throwing up that hat was, y'all ask for a nigga, a nigga here now. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
forget this job. It is what it is. All this kind of stuff. I've been I've been trying to be nice. It is what it is. So what what is it that will take you? What what will prompt you to get you to your? It is what it is. Uh, I think just blatant disrespect. Um, okay. And I've been in situations where there's been disrespectful, like underlying disrespect. Um, <laughs> like with my previous job, uh, there was some disrespect stuff that was happening behind the scenes in terms of okay, uh, renegotiations of contracts and stuff like that, and and pay and all that kind of stuff, and um, okay. And I wouldn't put that too, too much to the organization, more so to the, the management team that was there prior to me leaving, um, mm-hmm. which I reported them to HR, um, which we should do um, on my exit interview. But um, I think it's really just going to be it'll be o- overt disrespect. Like the mm-hmm. um, like you can. <laughs> I'm trying to think I can say this. There are times on your job when you can probably discredit folks ability um okay. you can say oh this could be better that could be better it could be better i i yeah. could take that but when you kind of like try to discredit someone's ability to the fact of like you think that like it's a problem because of who i am where i'm from my background my genetic sure. makeup right all that kind of stuff and you 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 make it like a thing and there's like blatant um what's the word i could say this uh discrimination mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's what i'm like nah we, we can't do that yeah and yeah to that point like we've all worked in corporate spaces so we know there's some things we kind of just i'm gonna say tolerate because it, it is what it is and we work through it not that we're like, okay with it where we're accepting it but we work through it because it's like do i have the fight in me today no i just want to come here get my money and i wanted to leave uh but when it gets to certain points where it's like every day and it's boiling i feel like that's really what i was in the previous job it was kind of like it, i'm glad i left because it came to a point where i really wanted to like have some confrontations and mm, i'm mm. not mature enough in my um when i get to a certain place that my yeah. confrontations um would be productive in any way um mm. okay i can get to a place when i'm like i don't want to see you i don't want to talk to you because if i see you and i talk to you it might be on site or like a good curse. Okay. Like it was so bad. We was in the Bahamas for work and we literally had to like take shots because I was so like upset. Like I'm in a paradise. I'm at a work trip, but I'm in paradise. But I was so upset, like livid with my former manager that like Lauren and my, uh, some coworkers and his girlfriend was like, let's take some shots so we can get yeah. loose and we can be have some fun because I like literally... If I saw, yeah, I saw yeah. him, I wanted to like fight him. And to this day, if I see him in person, I want to fight him. Um, if current job, former job. former job. If I see this nigga okay. on the street, he's not, okay. he's not a black dude. But if I see this dude on the street, like I would, I would fight him. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. And it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be productive. Um, so yeah. when it gets to that point where you really want to do like malice and harm to somebody, I think that's, that's when it's like, Either I'm gonna say something, or I'm just gonna leave because at that point it's is it boils over, uh, and especially when you're yeah, doing sure. in this situation, he was just doing his job like to the best of his ability, and then you want to act like he's doing something that's not right. And in in most people's cases, you're doing your job to the best of your ability. You're doing a good job, but their audacity, their um, their outlook, probably thinking that you're not doing a job, or you could be doing a better job, or they would do a better job. Um, mm-hmm. they belittle, they degrade, 
uh, and also to discriminate because in their mind, they already think that you could be doing a better job or they can do it better than you. Um, I, that's a yeah. long answer, but I kind of feel uh, that's how it is. Boiling point really is just um, when it goes to the, to the point of discrimination and just picking on people like, nah, that, yeah. that's, that's not it. I, mine is similar in the sense that it's not necessarily, well, that will irritate me for sure, without a doubt. But I think it gets a little bit deeper for me when it's almost, I'm going to use a strong word here, it's collusion, mm. right? Where you're kind of putting stuff together to kind of almost jeopardize mm-hmm. yeah. me. And not just at work, but just me, right? So you're you're trying to take pieces of yeah. truth to create a narrative, yeah. right? So maybe I was, I had an attitude mm-hmm. this day, or maybe I came late that yeah. day or maybe you know in terms of like in my friendships or something you saw me and somebody argue and you take these little bitty yeah. pieces and you frame this narrative to say that joshua is yeah. this person that will make me yeah. lose yeah. my stuff uh, because like no one is an isolated yeah. moment right and i'm talking about this is beyond first mm-hmm. impressions so you yeah. know me you know yeah. who I am, right? So, like, if Brian walked up to me and he wasn't talkative, like, I'm not holding that against him. Something's clearly right. off. Something's wrong, right? If I see you arguing or disagreeing with a friend, like, especially if you're going to do me, that ain't really my business. As long, as long as you didn't, like, hit too far below the belt, like, I don't have any reason to think anything crazy right. about you, right? Um, You know, I th- so I feel like, because and using work as an example, I feel like there have been times where, like, we, I think we talked about this in a group chat. We were talking about a different situation, like drastic snitching yeah. type stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, something happens and somebody goes back and says, you know, all these different mm-hmm. types of things. And, you know, and that's why it's sometimes hard to confide in certain people. Um, even in, in the workspace, you got to be super careful because you never know what people want, what right. they want to do. And I'm in a situation right now in my job to where, like, there's not collusion taking place, but there's a lot of changes mm-hmm. taking place, right? And I think if those changes, don't work out in a certain way, it's going to make me upset and almost be at my, all right, y'all finna find out mm-hmm. type of moment. Um, Because it's like, it's the audacity of this not happening. Not just the way yeah. I want it to happen, but the way it yeah. should be happening. Um, And again, my job ain't, my job ain't like on the line or at risk or anything, but there's just some, there are some very visible outcomes that I believe need yeah. to happen. And if they don't happen, then we're going to be celebrating my new yeah. job <laughs> at, at, at some right. point, right? And that's just where, you know, and to your point, um, but but because of that, I can see myself being so mm-hmm. angry at some of the decision makers that the next time I see them in person, it's going to take a lot for yeah. me to be like, whoop, mm-hmm. let's speak. Yeah. Let's be nice. You know, when that email come through, let's not respond, you know, in a certain way. Because they ain't did nothing to you, Josh. They just emailing you, but just, but it's that back end yeah. stuff. And that's what I'm talking about that you yeah. know about. That you can't really talk about. And I think that's where I was. Um, I told you I was rewatching mm-hmm. Insecure. And I just finished. I'm on, I'm on season okay. four now. Okay. It's so much. This also upsets me going back to my greater conversation a couple weeks ago. It's You realize how quick it is. Because I just started rewatching not too long ago. And I'm almost yeah. done. I'm almost done. There's only one more season yeah. after this. Um, but anyway, but I, I recently got past episodes where Molly went from the white firm to the mm. And you remember when she first started shopping around, before she even started shopping her resume around, she went to them in a one-on-one mm-hmm. meeting asking about basically setting herself up for a raise. And they was like, this is good to know. We'll talk about that in your review in one year. They wanted to wait mm-hmm. a year. But she found out on the back end, here's that collusion, that stuff in the background, that one of her colleagues who works does not work as mm-hmm. hard as her, has not accomplished as yeah. much as her, is was getting paid, I think it was a nice percentage more yeah. than her. 
right? And she was just asking for, not just as a uh, a black person, also a black woman, pay yeah. equity at that point, right? And they was like, nah. So then she goes out shopping, shopping her resume around, and because of her success and stuff, Brian, you probably can attest to this, your resume, everything you accomplished in a specific mm-hmm. field, people start yeah. biting. Right, they they be and she got offered and he, and they called her in the partners and they told her and they were like, hey, you know the uh, the the lawyer circles in LA mm-hmm. are small. We heard you were doing this and we want to offer you the Rising Star Award. If you don't get the certificate right. out of my face, what am I no, doing with a certificate? Like we, we want to celebrate you that you're on the track. And eventually, the next episode, we see her celebrating her new job offer. Saying all that to say, I think white people feel like sometimes, right? I ain't gonna say white people, whiteness allows people to feel like they can play in Mm -hmm. our face and we're not intelligent enough we're not strategic enough we're not smart enough and in the case of alabama we're not strong enough right to come back or or bold enough to 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 recognize the playfulness that you're Mm -hmm. trying to do and then respond in a way that says we're not to be played with because if we if we take this man this security officer right you disrupted black joy which was these black folk on this boat who were enjoying themselves just like y'all were, ready to dock, ready to get mm-hmm. out this water. And then you disrupted black productivity. This man was simply doing his job. Probably a job he already don't yeah. care for. It's summertime yeah. in Alabama yeah. oh, near water. You know how humid that yeah. is? This man got on black pants and this <laughs> thick polyester security right. shirt. Like, come on, like, I can just imagine. But he was doing his job. It was his yeah. job. Right, one that he probably still took pride mm-hmm. in because he was like, "Hey, y'all got to move." Right, you know, saying so he was doing his job and doing it well, and because of your audacity, you decided that you didn't want to adhere to that. And, and that's a point that I would like to make is the hypocrisy. Yeah, um, yes. certain folks within that specs group are quick to say, you know, when it comes to black folks with law enforcement or authority, just comply. Okay. Um, however, that same group is really on that, my freedom, I want to do what I want to do. So it's yeah. not necessarily about the compliance, who the, who's complying, right? And who, who you're complying, complying to. to. So yeah. they, in their mind, it was like, who are you? Let's, let's, let's not even go take color into this. You're just a security guard, right? So mm-hmm. let's think by class. They probably looking at him like, you're just a security guard. We got this boat. You work for us. This is our boat. This and that. They probably mm-hmm. already looking at them on a level of class, like we're better than you, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. That's the audacity of 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 that. Then they probably like, oh, who is this black dude telling us what to do? We don't need to listen to you, like boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is this is Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's, let's not act like that's the thing. We're in less than hundred years ago. Less than hundred years ago. Um. Shoot, in some cases, less than yeah, 50 you weren't years allowed ago. to look at a black person was allowed to the white person in the face or talk back or yeah. even speak up unless you were less spoken to. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and let's mm-hmm. think about this: those, those people on that boat that was fighting was probably in their fifties, maybe was at early fifties, oh, and probably some of their kids that made it to the thirties. You talking about people like late twenties? Yeah, 20s so they to probably 50s. remember a time when black people couldn't talk. Oh yeah, at least especially them parents. Yeah, were like, you know what I'm saying? So. And again, to your point, it's Alabama. So while the some of the world had progressed, like Alabama, Mississippi, some of them states, they they stuck yeah. stuck. So so <laughs> so they had so many levels of audacity to where it was like they it wasn't yeah. a, it's so in, whenever I hear that, just comply or or if you just do what you're supposed to do, all that kind of stuff. That's that's bull because it's it's not about that. It's the fact the fact that people you want 
black folks and Latinos, people of color, to be obedient, be submissive, be all those other terms, right? Be docile um, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. bow and bend to authority, right? But yet, when it comes down to you, you know, uh, it's 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 not a thing. Shout out to our forty fifth president of the United States. Yeah. yeah, law and order for everybody, except when it comes to me. You know what I'm saying? And that's the that's the audacity yep. that they have. It's like the rules apply to everyone else except for us. Except especially me. when it except does not us. benefit me. Uh and and that's what we saw as we saw in the video. It was we're gonna do what we want to do, how we want to do it. Um, and y'all not gonna do anything to stop us. You know what's crazy? Like speaking of that, and this here's here's where it goes back to systemically, yeah. things have just been out of whack and this is why white, you know, whiteness exists and it has the audacity that presents itself through white people. It's like I was I was on a um a DEI call mm-hmm. for work and one of the reflection moments was just talking about um I think women's uh-huh. suffrage, a passage was, was this month or so uh-huh. the anniversary of that. Trash. And they were talking, they were using like the um mm-hmm. the voting, right? And Jimmy Carter, shout out Jimmy Carter, he asked uh the infamous question he asked one time was when did women get the right to vote? And they brought up like the night the early nineteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, No, it was nineteen sixty five with the Voting mm-hmm. Rights Act is when all yeah. women could get the right to vote. But as they were going through the history of that, bro, indigenous people had to receive the right to vote to be considered citizens mm. of a land that they're native yeah. to. Did you yeah. hear that? White people decided mm-hmm. that native people were not citizens. Therefore, they could not vote. And they had to have special, they had to have like laws and stuff signed so that they could have a right to vote in a mm-hmm. land that they were native yeah. to. That white people came in and killed them and took their land yeah. from them. That is the audacity mm-hmm. that is deeply entrenched in our yeah. nation, in a group of people, in laws and policies that says that we've been doing this ish from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Right. And so in the today of things, it may look a little different, but I can still do what yeah. I want to do because, like you said, that stuff don't apply mm-hmm. to me. You got to yeah. do that. I ain't got to yeah. do that. Y'all ain't the, the quote unquote founder. Y'all weren't even from here. No, not at all. Y'all can't y'all y'all give credit to a man who got lost on an mm-hmm. exhibition, happened to land here, and was like, oh, and we celebrate him every October. Come on. Like it, it is that kind of audacity. Like the audacity is deeply entrenched in yeah. our history and it's continuing to manifest itself. And the thing that brings, I think, again, black people joy in this is not the fact that we whooped a bunch of white people's mm-hmm. tails. I mean, that probably brings brings a certain level of joy, too. However, that's not what we're celebrating the most. What we're celebrating is the fact that despite your audacity, we was like, we're not putting up with it. And I wonder what would happen, Brian, if these were consistent Mm -hmm. moments in reality, right? What would that, what could that even look like? Like, how could we take Montgomery and manifest this in a way where it's not necessarily always violent, right? But manifest it in a way where we are like literally disrupting, flipping mm-hmm. tables, literally or for proverbially, um, to to let people know we're not going to continue to stand for this. It's interesting because there's so many ways, and it's and it's funny that we did the they clone the Casamigos Casamigos episode, and we talked about mm-hmm. Black Unity from mm-hmm. they clone Tyrone, and there's a whole scene where they fought back, where they found you know what I'm saying, and this was literally like. The same thing where it was like, nah, 
we understand what's happening. We might about to let that happen. And I feel like mm-hmm. within our community, there's so many levels of this um, within yeah. education um, where we see the mothers of liberation or whatever they call themselves. They're at the school board meetings fighting for their privilege, mm-hmm. right, to maintain their privilege. Where I feel like we can do a better job of going to the school boards and stuff like that. And mind you, I, I haven't gone to that one school board meeting, maybe because my child wasn't in a certain age. But still, we we should be advocating in other places, fighting for our kids. So we can do that in the school levels. Um, in terms of uh, lobbying, uh, I feel like a lot of us don't even know what lobbyists are, what they do, and how really fighting for rights and freedoms and talking to congressmen and stuff like that, how that can positively affect our neighborhoods um using of our dollars and stuff like that in our neighborhoods and uh you know when it comes to gentrification and things of the nature we can probably do some uh, group economics instead of allowing even though it's already corrupt so in most cases the the big brand is going to even if the even if us as a community say hey we're going to come together we're going to have enough money to buy this land the corporation probably is still going to win, even if it's the same amount of money because they have things on behind the scenes. Um, but there's certain levels. I feel like we can come together, lend our voice. And I think the biggest issue is, yeah. um, think about this. J. Edgar Hoover, his number one issue, his number one plan, and this is the United States funding the FBI. They weren't worried yeah. about the mob who was behind the scenes, corrupting things and actually killed JFK. What they were worried about was what he called the rise of black messiah so throughout the history of the fbi their goal was to literally destroy the black community and to prevent a rise of a black messiah so that's when um, x and martin luther king and fred hampton were all murdered right because the goal was they were talking about black liberation black unity black power outside or even within the subject within the subculture as a subculture to american culture and that's the yeah. that it wasn't about take down the man. It wasn't about you know violence. It was always let's not worry about what they're doing. Let's come together and create our own and develop our own within the economy and within the system. And that's mm-hmm. and that's the way we really do it. If we can figure out a way to to come together and do it, I don't know how we can do this, but I feel like. That's really what it is. It's really coming together all multiple levels, financially, economically. Uh, it's all kind of the same thing, but educational wise, support what we want to support, support who we want to support. And in most cases, we don't have to really worry about what they're doing because yeah. if we do what we're, we're doing, we will create our own narrative. We will create our own communities. Mm-hmm. We will have our own community. We have our own. And then what happens with everything? They're going to want to come in and be like, well, what are y'all doing here? Uh, what can we do? What can we give you? What can we buy from you? You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know if I answered the question, but I feel like that is the... No, you did. It's possible. You know what I'm saying? It, it is possible. Um, it's just just doing it. You know what I mean? So, And to a very large extent, you know what I'm saying? We have that. We Because we think of just think about yeah. culture. We run black. We define culture. Yeah. We influence culture. Things don't move until we say yeah. it's cool. We say it's all right. Like, and that's where the money flows. Like, the fashion and the music and all Everything. these things happen because, like, when I, I was, I think Boardroom just posted something that says the the five top grossing tours mm-hmm. ever is George Strait, okay, and Beyonce. They're the only two on the list. Wow, it's like George Strait is number one and two. Beyonce is three and three and four or two and or something like that. It's like it's five people, it's five slots, and they're the only two. And Beyonce just hit it for Renaissance. And this guy is like 
from tours in 2014, 2017, mm-hmm. 2021, yeah. or something like that. Um, but to that point, not like taking George straight away, Beyonce is right now has two slots, mm-hmm. right? For the top five grossing tours of all yeah. time. Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. Tina Turner, Elton John, all yeah. time, all time. Beyonce's yeah. black. Like this is not a Beyonce stand like moment, mm-hmm. even though this is low-key mm-hmm. Beyonce She's stand account. But um, what I'm saying is she's right now at the top of her game helping to like do you see how people are responding to Renaissance? Yeah. The month like I I saw one of her one of them TikTok clips, she was like, Oh, y'all been playing in months for these outfits. These people are not playing, mm. right? And and that goes back to the moment. That is culture. So if there's an increase in glittery stockings and silver pants and shirts and stuff, it's because of us. It ain't because the stuff just no. came back. It's because we're deciding this is how we want to sell it. Cause Beyonce gave us the, the silver horse, but she she ain't gave us no, no. visuals. We took it upon ourselves to do this whole silver alien. We defined what alien superstar right. was mm-hmm. in our brain, and we the ran flesh, the platinum, the fringe, all of that kind of all stuff. Because last time I noticed, Beyonce ain't put no. She didn't do like the little mm-hmm. aim flyer. We'll say this: we oh, wear yeah. no Tuesday night, right? She mm-hmm. she didn't do any of that. We decided this is what it was, and that's what we jumped into. And now the world is following yep. that trend. And now you got people who just going to brunch in mesh and yeah. silver and everything because it's just yeah. in right. And, and they people are having renaissance parties yeah. and renaissance birthdays and uh, and, and usually when there's to be renaissance parties you talk you just talk about like the old day yeah. renaissance like on horses right. and <laughs> coats and all that other kind of foolishness but now renaissance has taken a whole new definition yeah. and even the other part was renaissance of like yeah. the 20s right you know the, you know that very buttoned up kind of very classic um look that the, the heart yeah. of renaissance gave us but now it's taking a whole definition my point is is that that is our power and if like you said if we can bottle that in a way to really push the economy forward to keep funding you know we talked about HBCUs and the funding and stuff like that funding yeah. our schools funding our institutions um looking at some of our low income schools um in in some of these communities because i mm-hmm. believe since we're here on education, that the funding of schools is one of the most inequitable practices to ever exist yep. in our nation. The fact that schools are funded by tax dollars, by, uh, property yep. taxes, and you know for a fact that that's, property tax dollars are so racist, different, bro. That that's racist. It's racist. You already you already know that in certain areas, this those property tax dollars are going to be far more yes. than even if you just go to an area that's passed right. predominantly right. apartment and, homes. And the thing is, but, but here goes here goes the thing. <clears throat> I don't know if it's ignorance or willful ignorance because the argument is it's that's not off off the line is not racist, okay? Because it's oh no, it's just communities. It's really classes, right? In terms of class, but racism is is a is a is a in my part a derivative of classism. You putting people in classes based off of race. So oh, yeah. they're saying, oh no, it's not based off of, it's. It's it's not because of race. It's because of just you know wealth in inequity. But you know, when you put these people in these certain communities, how hard it is to ha- not have a good education. Uh, drop rate is going to be higher. On top of that, you threw drugs and all that kind of stuff in there. Property values are lower. You create a red line. So there's all these things that are in there that created this this mm-hmm. funnel of of, mm-hmm. of inequity mm-hmm. and inability to get out of this this thing. And think about this: like we are. And, and if you think about it, there are not a lot of us from from Hillcrest who is a, a, a top person at, the, at their firm in terms of DNI and doing all these great things. Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's not a few. 
That story isn't as common as it right. should be. So, but then they're going to use us as, oh, well, Joshua, Joshua did it. Well, he did it. But, but, but how, how much? But right? at what cost? <laughs> right. At a, how much did you have to go through to get that? And then the, and to the conversation, the audacity of it all is, no, but, you know, I worked hard and I did it. And, you know, I, for, I worked for everything I, I had to do. And it's like, Nigga, so did we, but we had to work through all this yeah. other stuff. And how much do I still have to go through? Because if I say the name to somebody from Memphis, you went where? Yes, I did. Right? And you went where? And you're not yeah. successful. Right? And I, and, I, and I don't want to play that game with you, but it's like, great thing, like, roses really do yeah. go out of concrete. Right? Um, I also went, like, you have you have a perception mm-hmm. of a place, but I, I know the experience yeah. of a place. Shout yeah. out to Yonla, right? Um... So, you know, I say all that to say when you were talking about it's just classism, but that's where intersectionality comes Mm -hmm. in there, right? Because we can talk about classism, but let's, okay, but let's go into that. Black people are disproportionately a part of the low income community. So you can call it, you can call it classism, but it's still a racist issue. Like racism is the underlining like effect of every inter, like every intersecting like issue within, within, at least in the global North and the United States, right? So there's no way that, again, bring this conversation full circle about mm-hmm. audacity that you could even look at us or think about us in a certain way without first not wrestling with the fact that these are battles mm-hmm. that we're facing every okay. single day from school to food to health to um, wealth to job yep. security to everything, yep. bro. Like, everything. And, so and This is off topic, on topic, but I was thinking about it the other day. And I was thinking about our children. Um, and I was at the park and I was looking at the group of white dudes and I was thinking to myself, like, think about careers, right? And exposure mm-hmm. to careers, mm-hmm. right? I'm an insurance mm-hmm. wholesaler, right? If I went yep. to a lot of people like, what is a wholesaler? People probably wouldn't know, right? They just wouldn't, wouldn't yep. know. And I make, you know, look, it's a lucrative job that most people in our communities have no clue that exists. You are yep. a person who works in DNI and all that kind of stuff. That's something that kids probably in our communities have no clue about. Um, Yep. So our kids are going to know, oh, there's jobs outside of doctor, lawyer, teacher, police mm-hmm. officer. They're going to know about careers that are outside of the typical careers. Whereas these other folks who in other communities, right, they their dad was a an actuary or their dad, you know what I'm saying? They they have access to this information that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we didn't have access because we don't know about careers. So when you grow up and say, what do you want to be? I want to be a doctor, a lawyer. And then you realize that doctor and lawyer probably is, is tough. And you there's other things that you can do between doctor and lawyer that can be lucrative and things of that nature. So even within that, like yep. the lack of uh, resources and education and stuff like that is also lack of exposure to where we can't get out of places because then we have this big lofty dream and we end up not making it. Then we go into something else that seems a little more attainable, like working at the gas station or working at Walmart or something like that. If that makes if that makes sense, like. No, it makes it makes ton it makes a ton of sense. And I think the unfortunate part of it, bro, is that like it is this very antiquated version of what success is. Because when I was growing up, I wanted Mm -hmm. to be a lawyer. Well, I wanted to be a police officer first. And thank God that (laughs) little very young Josh grew out of that. Um, and then I wanted to be a firefighter. I went through all those little phases that every typical little boy did. But when I finally locked in, it was attorney. 
And when I tell people my story, I was like, what I've always been passionate about was the redevelopment of community and making communities yeah. more equitable, providing resources to communities, right? Making sure that they were equitable mm-hmm. and inclusive. And I thought because my parents are not mm-hmm. college educated. So my dad, my dad worked mm-hmm. in IT. Here's a story that I don't think I've ever told. My dad worked in IT for the Grady of okay. Memphis, the okay. Med, right? So big public hospital, a lot of, lot of mm-hmm. state funding, you know, people make jokes about it, but they really are the reason why a lot of people stay alive because that's where, <laughs> that's where, the, that's where right. the people go, right? So they had an IT firm, I mean, IT department. My mm-hmm. dad worked in there, had got a few certificates from a local, um, like career college, Remington College at the time in Memphis, um, you know, got some certifications, was doing his thing, certified in window. I mean, all yeah. these different things at the time, right? Was killing it. They wanted to do some cuts. My dad wasn't degree, mm. he got cut. But was yeah. killing it, right? But because of, again, yeah. systems, they didn't see value mm-hmm. in him and keeping him, not understanding. And, and what you did was you hurt his career trajectory, yeah. right? That He could have ended up being... You know, we know, I won't call his name on the, on the podcast, but we know a gentleman who started off working in a McDonald's, yeah. went on to own yeah. some McDonald's, right? Tra- they killed that trajectory to where he could have literally been. Like, and now, here's mm-hmm. the crazy thing. You think about, I, I, work, I write for um, a, a, a media company that focuses on tech. You know what I mean? Interviews I've done with people who have, we, they have these quote-unquote non-traditional paths mm-hmm. into tech. They started off in yeah. finance and now they yeah. in tech. Or they don't have a degree, but they started off selling tech stuff, right? So I'm saying, so like, just think about how the world has shifted and what his career could have yeah. been, being an OG yeah. in tech. Anyway, my dad went on to sell some cars, be a car salesman, did good in there, but now he's blue mm-hmm. collar, right? Um, my mom has worked in logistics her mm-hmm. entire life. You know, import, export, field, all that different yeah. kind of stuff. And she also does not have a degree, but she's now in mm-hmm. a space, almost 20, 30, whatever many years of working to where she's making like good right. money. But it took that long because she had to work. She literally had to go from yeah. entry level without a degree. And she's had to train supervisors. Mm-hmm. She had to train people who are become yeah. her man that she got to report to. Right. And I'm saying all this to say because of not that my parents were dumb, yeah. but because of their, their lack of yeah. exposure. I didn't know much more than doctor, lawyer, police right officer, here. maybe architect, engineer. Right. I was the chief. I was the editor in chief of my high school mm-hmm. newspaper. It never crossed my mind to be a journalist, bro. It never, bro. It, and, I, and I knew magazines mm-hmm. existed. I read, the, I read. Of course, I read the newspaper. I wrote one. But I, we, 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 we used to get Ebony. We used to get Ebony essence at the house. We had subscriptions <laughs> right back in the day. I mean, a lot of we used to have. We had them on our living mm-hmm. room table. You know, put in a little fan. You know, so we we had, we had all the things. My grandma had jets, yeah. so of course we were watching the news. But it didn't click to me. That Merle Purvis yeah. in Memphis and Claudia uh-huh. Barr, right? There was the two black women yeah. on TV. It didn't click to me that the, and Earl Freeman, uh-huh. the black man, <laughs> Merle Purvis, Claudia right. Barr, and Earl Freeman. We had the black right. names in Memphis, but but those were our news yeah. anchors. It didn't click to me that they were considered video yeah. journalists, though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Even our dish mm-hmm. jockeys, radio journalists, right? It didn't Stan Bell, who was on the radio, all them guys. It didn't click to me that they and that and not to say that. I would have been a full time driver. Who, who, who like, knows? If you would have known, who knows, that, that was right? an option. You know what I'm saying? An option, yeah. right? And it didn't. It didn't click. And my and no, no no discredit to my counselors, but I think their goal was Josh. You you need to be the doctor. You need to be the lawyer because we see the potential. But there's so many different paths. Merle Purvis. I, I um when I, I I met a young lady who went to another high school, went to her graduation party. Her mom and Merle mm-hmm. were friends. The neighborhood that they mm-hmm. lived in, bro, was one of the most affluent neighborhoods mm-hmm. in Memphis. I'm talking about millions, yeah. million, millions of dollars of houses. That means Merle yeah. got money. So you know what I'm saying? So in my brain, you tell him I need to do this, but what if I want to become a DA? Right. 
I was making like fifty, sixty thousand dollars versus this woman on television <laughs> making th- half a right. million dollars. Coming to work at three in the morning, reporting the news for a few hours, doing some whatever she's doing for the next two hours, and going yeah. home. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that it's an easy right. role, but what I'm saying is that there's a different way to make mm-hmm. that money. And lack of exposure yeah. um, can 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 hinder and cripple, right? And I think we've said this before on the podcast. Lack of exposure is one of the biggest yes. detriments to black yep. success because we don't know what's out there, which is why I also give my parents credit because while my mama took us to the um, Honey, I Got Divorced and Ain't No Man Gonna Ever Do Me Like That Again mm-hmm. plays, she made it her yep. business to take us to the yep. orphan though. Get dressed up and see a play. I didn't see no Broadway mm-hmm. play. I might have saw Madea, but I saw a play. So I knew what sitting in a theater yep. was like. I knew what it meant to get yep. dressed up and go to Houston's, yep. mm-hmm. right? Which was, you know, half, you know, has to get it for us. And, um, I mean, we got this place in Memphis called Folks Follies. Mm-hmm. It's a local restaurant, but it is like the Ruth Chris yeah. of like a, I mean, Memphis has a Ruth Chris, but you know what I'm saying? It's a local Ruth Chris, right? You know what I'm saying? So like, I knew what it was like to go to these places and have these experiences. And, you know, and 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 my mama taught me quality over yep. quantity, which is why, you know, she would buy me uh, $150 pair of dress shoes, but $60 mm-hmm. sneakers because they're going to last yeah. longer. And this leather, like, you know what I'm saying? I, she taught me all these different types of things. So she exposed me to what she could, but it doesn't mean that they weren't still limited right. in what they can do. And like you said, we're in a space where we know more we mm-hmm. gather more we're in different fields and my sons are able to see me thriving in different yeah. spaces um there's i have an opportunity yeah. an opportunity mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it this way so i won't take my words I have an opportunity to interview mm-hmm. rick ross wow. face wow. to face i told my youngest son my, Jaden. my, my, my yeah. real no limit soldier <laughs> he went up and he was like daddy can you send me a picture so i can tell my friends i met rick ross so i'm not gonna send you a picture so that you can lie to your friends however yeah. in his brain though it's like my daddy met rick ross my daddy my daddy meets yeah. celebrities my daddy interviewed blah, blah 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 you know what i'm saying so his brain is like i don't even know what's going on in his brain but the possibility and josh even told me last week he wrote out his little plan he wanted to go mm-hmm. to morehouse for undergrad and he first time i ever heard this one tsu for grad okay. school like he's yeah. playing like his, his it's planned exposure. out because probably exposure. he's but exposure he's heard yeah. about Tennessee State he's met Brandon my yeah. mind brother you know Keisha went to Tennessee State he's in, it's in Tennessee which we talk about Nashville like these are the things these are yeah. possibilities from this young boy born in Marietta yeah. Georgia right who now is exposed to want to do Morehouse want to do this I want to be a Kappa I want like his brain is mm-hmm. there right and that continued exposure that continued investment in this next generation and even our peers yeah. right pulling our peers up and saying, hey, bro, this ain't got to be the end. Hey, sis, this ain't got to be it for you, right? I think it's important to your point, and I know this was a long way of saying this, but going back to your point of saying that this is how we collectively get together and continue to defeat the audacity that is is always in our face. And when we need to throw them blows, we good on doing that too. But in the the meantime, we can continue to invest in each other in ways that defeats white audacity and whiteness every single Agreed. freaking time. And, and that's that's perfect. Edu- I think education and exposure are the two things that can we can fight the audacity with. And it's and it's yeah. and it's gonna take it's gonna take time. It's gonna take the next generation yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. us, you know, investing our time into into schools. Uh shout out to our fraternities and sororities really making a, a, mm-hmm. a not just being comfortable with going to chapter meeting and strolling, right? Going into the places yep. And even though I don't go to chapter <laughs> me, you know I'm invested. 
Like I mean, because my, I mean, it's funny, but my whole com- I gave yes. I gave much of my time to that boat. Exactly, program. but that's the, that's the next generation. You you yeah. poured in, you yeah. expose some young men. Shout out to Capital League and Guide and all that kind of great stuff that we do. Yeah, and I'm sure other D nine organizations have something similar. Um, but I, that's that's really important. Those are really investments. We're we're taking kids to college campuses. We're taking kids who yeah. who may not yeah. have never been before and seen things. I talk to people all the time, like. I work in the industry, in the financial services industry, and I've met people when I work with most uh, not, uh, with like recruiting build type organizations. Uh, so they they recruit mm-hmm. folks who don't have any experience and stuff like that. I've met people who are from cities, have never been out of their city, or they've been out of their city, but yeah. they may have been out of their state before, never been on a plane before. They ha- they they haven't been exposed to anything. I've taken people part of my job, I take people to restaurants, stuff like that, and yeah, and we had a restaurant. One person told me, like, oh, this is a real restaurant. They, they, had, they, they I'm talking about grown. First time eating at a restaurant mm. with cloth on the table. So that means they ain't never, never been to Korean right. Lobster. Korean Lobster, you right. I'm like, I was like, thinking like <laughs> hey, but these are black folks that just hadn't been exposed yeah. to anything. And my thought process is once you've been exposed to something, you're like, oh, it changes the, the game. Once you, once you put on some Gucci slides or some Gucci loafers, it's different than, than the. Michael Kors loafers. You know what I'm saying? I was in the Detroit and I went into the off sacks over there where I saw Bishop and First yeah. Lady yet. So, you know, it was a pretty oh, yeah. nice area. Right. And the, shout out to Cornbread being in a <laughs> suburb. Right. Cause that, that should have been, that's, that might be my uh, list of one, a couple of weeks because Cornbread deserves right. their things. However, I went over there just to uh-huh. waste some time. I tried on a Fendi loafer. Mm. I just mm. tried it on. It was in my size. It was $900. Mm. I was on the phone. My, my daddy talked to me on oh. the cliff. He said, you probably got it. Don't spend $900 on this <laughs> You, you probably had it, too. I'm sure you did. And I, and I, I did. Know you, I, I know did. you did. <laughs> I know you had it. <laughs> and I said, you're right. And I had just got paid from Blavity, too, so I had a little extra in there. I said, you're right. right. Uh-huh. He said, take his shoe off. You still got it on, don't you? I said, I do. <laughs> I do. And, 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 it, and it's the, it was like the classic. And it wasn't even the fact that yeah. it was Fendi. It was the classic. It was the style. It was like the classic loafer, but it had like the mm-hmm. chunky heel that's in now. And it had like this really nice kind of subtle F, mm-hmm. like the, the F that they got yeah. on the top in like solid gold, mm. Reverend. It was, a, Reverend, I was going to wear that shoe. <laughs> I, I'll probably wear that shoe at the store. But it was, but to that point, to your point, going back to that point, it, and it was, and it, yeah. it was comfortable. And it felt luxurious on yeah. my foot, Reverend. And I'm just like, this is different than this because I took off a cold yeah. hun. To put in it, and no shade. Cohan is a Kohan. dope shoe. A Kohan, I got like several yes. pairs up there, right? Cohan and Nike needs to sponsor yes. probably us because it's so I just give them so, so much. much money. However, my point is, is that again exposure, and now that I know, oh, at, at the mm-hmm. Offsacks, because that shoe was also seventeen hundred dollars, mm. but at Offsacks right. is nine hundred. So my thing is, bet I get to a certain. I get to another income level to where nine hundred dollars is laughable, yeah. Yeah. right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can just put it on. It's a, to your. It's exposure. It is. It, it help, even though that's something, yeah. Dang and material. It's now I have yes. aspiration though, right? I can I can see more. I and it makes me want to work yeah. harder to do yes. more and be a part yes. of more. And, and 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 like I think we talked about it last week about the ability to like if Brooklyn went into you know when she get to a certain level with shoes and she'd be like, Dad, I want yes. all of them, not to spoil it, but to okay. be like. All right, you can get four or yeah. five pairs of shoes. Because think about us. We got several pairs of J's that we just pull from several. any day. <laughs> so my, my biggest grief with my kids buying expensive shoes is that you're not going to wear them no. past seven, seven to 12 yeah. months. 
is what is what you're mm-hmm. gonna get out of them. My shoes that I've been wearing a 10 and a half since yeah. eighth grade. My I hit my my I got taller, but my yeah. foot, my foot hit that yes. growth spurt fast. Yeah. <laughs> and that I was looking like a bozo, <laughs> right? At, at 13 years old. So, but you, y'all, y'all, they still like Josh is literally wearing a man's yeah. shoe now, and it's gonna get worse, right? So that's why I don't want to invest. It's not that I care, yeah. I don't want to, but my point is, even at this stage, like I don't care that you're only gonna wear it for seven months. I'm yeah. out anyway. And again, this is not the again, not to focus on materialistic mm-hmm. things, but it is to say that that level yes. of exposure allows you to see what is possible yeah. and what you can do and how you want to provide, how you can yeah. show up, how you can dismantle yes. systems and all these different types of things to support the people that you love, to uplift your community. And mm-hmm. here's the other thing that I'll end on. Yeah. I'll throw it to you if there's anything you want to close with is that this conversation is not to say that there aren't amazing mm-hmm. groups, there aren't black people and communities who are not rising up and fighting white audacity yeah. Single day because I work in this space and I know and I and that was one of the main things that made that Detroit trip so beautiful was that um, that affiliate created a what they call a beloved community coalition. Mm-hmm. It partnered with ten other organizations, wow. bro. So I, they was like, we got we we got housing on mm-hmm. lot, but who's doing doing yeah. food? Who's doing yeah. education, bro? So now their homeowners have a holistic three hundred and sixty experience good. to That's build so their good. entire quad. So not only are they just getting a, affordable housing, they're now able to go into bro. This community garden was not just community garden. Imagine, imagine mm-hmm. your street knocked down five mm-hmm. homes. That's how large that plat was for that wow. community garden. And I'm talking about collard greens, okra, black eyed peas, water, like every day. And, and here's the other beautiful part. The homeowners and the residents get to choose what produce they wow. want to grow. And they created their own version of sprouts mm-hmm. where they can get discounted fresh produce oh. pulled from that garden in that store. Health is better. The, everything, the, bro. Everything, everything is better. They don't have they don't have any many health complications. So my point is that there are great things out there. I just wish that there was there was more moments like Montgomery, whether that is and mostly I'm speaking proverbial mm-hmm. again, although I enjoy, enjoy what went down. Um, but more moments like um, proverbially like Montgomery that shows us collectively, um, at least mm-hmm. visibly. Because I think that's the other part to it. There's a lot going on, but there's not a lot of mm-hmm. coverage. And that's another reason that keep that keeps whiteness having the level of audacity that mm-hmm. it has, because there's not a lot of public narratives that is competing against yeah. it. And this was one. That's why CNN and them, and they get a lot of coverage. And the CNN is supposed to be liberal, but they didn't get a lot of coverage because this bucked up against everything they said yeah. it was supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's great. Um, I, I get exactly what you're saying as far as us seeing something, a seeing a um, an injustice, a blatant injustice, mm-hmm. and literally doing whatever it takes to get there and address it and and do better. Uh, so um, I think this is a great conversation, um, and it kind of inspired me to just want to do more uh, for our people. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Absolutely. Um, so. That being said, understood and accepted, Brian, you want to go ahead over and talk about some. Let's talk about some self care real quick. Right, let's, do it. let's do it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never, ever bring me down. Couldn't do it. Then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around. This is the part of the episode where we talk about uh, what we can do and what we've been doing to uh, bring us intentional joy. All right, I want to make sure we're doing things intentionally to bring us joy. Uh, where we talk about pockets of joy. So, Josh, what are you doing or plan on doing to uh, bring some attention on joy uh, for you? Um. So, what am I doing? So, I'm um Hab- Habitat Afrotech is having an event. Um, 
So I'm going to that Friday, mm-hmm. and um, I haven't been outside for River in Atlanta all summer. So I'm kind of excited about getting my hair mm-hmm. braided. That's oh. always self care. Um, and just funny chance to say that's my going right. out here. I'm about to say who's but, um, hair braids. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> But what I've really learned is that one, it's been helping me manage my hair mm-hmm. growth. Um, and then because I travel so much, I, I understand why women get their hair braided, not just in the summer for mm-hmm. vacations. It is so much less maintenance. When I was in Detroit, I had to wake up a few minutes earlier to make sure I was curling it and it was, you know, moisturizing. It was looking all luxurious and all these other mm-hmm. different kind of things. Because when I, bro, I can take that do-rag off. Shake them mm-hmm. things out <laughs> and going on about my business, right? Just brush the undercut mm-hmm. a little bit and going on about my business. There's not much to do. So um, that's the main reason why I've getting my hair braided more. But of course, since I'm getting it braided with a fresh cut to go with it, I, I, I have some errors I need to run. Like, you see what I'm saying? I need some people right. to see me. Um, but no, that's that's pretty much it. I'm going to um, enjoy being outside at that event. And um, I think the church is having something for the kids Saturday. So um, actually enjoy some time away from them because they when they i would say about this new church this victory city atlanta shout out to pastor Smokey. Yo. they take care of them youth and when i say take care of them we ain't got to pay nothing we just sign mm, them up look at god and send them on we ain't got to stay look at god we just send them mm. on <laughs> so i'm gonna send them on wherever they're going to andrea oh, send them on send them on i might gotta drive to alpharetta to do it but i'm gonna send them on that's the, that's the cost right there <laughs> Listen, it's fine. I'll spend my time in North yeah. Point Mall. It's fine. It's a great mall too. It's a great mall. It's a yeah, good mall. It's a great neighborhood. Um, not too, yep. not too, ever too crowded. Um, yeah. So it's a good mall. And my anniversary is coming up, so I'm thinking about doing like a little staycation situation. Oh yeah, like um, in a couple weeks. At the end of, oh. hmm Next in two okay. Fridays. Oh. Yeah. So, yep. Eleven Look years. If the Lord delays coming, creek don't rise. <laughs> so, yeah. But I'll talk about that a little bit closer today. How um, about you, bro? Finding places of peace. Uh, I know we're talking about pockets of joy, but I was thinking about something recently. Uh, people were dying and somebody was like, well, rest in peace. And I was thinking about the idea of like literally resting in places of peace and really trying to find what brings me peace. Not just joy. So joy is important, but really like moments of peace where I can sit down, meditate, think about just life. Yeah. Um, and I hate that you know, we don't ever get a chance to rest in peace, as they say, until we die. And that's heavenly yeah. peace. That is so that is such an interesting yeah, concept. So yeah. it's I'm just thinking about that, writing some things down, journaling some things, um, you know, joy, mm-hmm. peace, mm-hmm. uh, finding out what that looks like, um, in terms of what brings me peace, uh, and and tapping into that. If it's moments of meditation, if it's moments of just, you know, um journaling, if it's um, you know, addressing some concerns, whatever it is, uh, to literally yeah. rest in a, in a, in a space of peace. What does that look like? So resting is important. Peace is important. Joy is important. Uh, kind of finding holistically, uh, what our life could be like. I really feel like if we can figure those things out, uh, things that bring us mm-hmm. peace, bring us joy, uh, some things that we love and passionate about, I feel like we can have some, some, some stress-free, stress-free lives. So, and if we want to live long. I want to live long. Uh, that's just a thought process. So I don't, so that's, you know, joy is kind of finding some places I can rest, uh, but also kind of, uh, rest in places of peace. You know, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm the preacher, but, uh, you know, say so keep us in perfect peace. Our mind has stayed on him, you know, a peace that passed all understanding. So <laughs> if you can find those places and spaces to just really rest in peace, I think it's going to be, um, it can change our lives for the better. I'm going to tell you this. If Marvin Sapp never sang a song, <laughs> he'll keep you in perfect peace. Whew. Art Andrews, <laughs> did um, <laughs> did Rodney Jenkins bring us? Uh, let's see. Yes, we got something. 
All right, All let's right. get into it. All right, Negroes and Neglets, we are here again at the post office box. And Rodney Jenkins did what he always does, and it's bring us our letter on time. But before we get into it, I want to let you know that you too can be featured on the Jigsaw Podcast by writing in to ask the Jigsaw, that is A-S-K, the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We will do a few things. We're going to read your letter out loud. We're going to give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy and your pronouns. And then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have? And what all righty, uh, pronouns she, her, she, her. Ooh, let's go with let's Stephanie, Stephanie Mills. Mills. Good name, <clears throat> good, good music. <laughs> Stephanie Mills writes, Show no pause. Did you see that picture Stephanie Mills posted for um, Magic Johnson's Mm-mm. birthday? It was terrible. Him hold. Uh-uh. They was hugging each other, but he had picked up an air. His hand was tightly gripped her booty. I said, now, Stephanie, Stephanie, out of all the pictures, girl. <laughs> Talking about, this, he's always been my friend, and he picked me up when I was so little. I was like, Stephanie, out of all the pictures, you picked you pick when this man was in his his prime home stage. And, and I love being mad at talking about his home one because it's just so funny. Because <laughs> we know he was about that life. We know he was about that he was life. out there. He in was about streets. that life. And I'm like, Stephanie, that was a, that was a picture you Let didn't Let me try to find this. it. Hold on. I saw it on, on the, the Facebooks. Facebooks. Uh-huh. But it might be on her Instagram I hope so. if she um Oh yeah, there it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's black and white. Right? Her up and hands on her yeah. booty. And you see that hand? Yeah. Uh, one hand I'm on like, her booty, other hand on her lower back. Oh yeah, they smash. Mm-hmm. They smash. Yeah, you know, I was like, Stephanie, this ain't this the is picture. Not. Girl. Cookie somewhere punching air. <laughs> you could have shaken. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't it, Stephanie. That's messy. Uh, that was messy. Is wasn't that messy? That's messy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stephanie anyway. Mills writes, Hey gentlemen, uh, this one is a little silly, but still. My boyfriend has recently converted to wearing all natural products. Oh Lord. Uh, including his deodorant. Jesus. My you can stop the letter right here. I can tell, <laughs> tell you my advice. <laughs> I, I've heard you two talk about that your disdain you have for natural deodorant, and I was like, it can't be that bad. Fast forward to last week, and I owe y'all an apology. <laughs> well, I accept. This man has good <clears throat> hygiene, but this deodorant is not holding. He <laughs> stinks. <laughs> his armpits, uh, uh, his down below, <laughs> his armpits, <laughs> his down below area, and all. Ooh! My God, smelly balls. Go ahead. Stop using all the products in every place to just be natural soap native. No. And the aluminum free doves, man. Dude, that's not cool. How do I tell him this? He feels so good about his decision, but I cannot take this smell anymore. Thanks and love the show. Stephanie Mills. Well, let me jump in because y'all know this is my pet peeve. Now, I'm a... I got one positive mm. thing to say. I've used native soap before. Native soap is actually just chemical free, paraben free. It actually native soap smells mm. really great and it it holds well for a mm-hmm. wash. Most soaps, in my opinion, are gonna do pretty uh-huh. well. But soap alone Mm-mm. does not get it. I don't think soap is ever the no. issue. Unless it literally does not have any cleaning agents in it, soap ain't the issue. Because a natural soap just means it's free yeah. from chemicals. It don't mean they're going right. to get you clean, right? So it can get you clean, it can detox y'all. Right. I'll use Dove 
men, but I use the ones with mm-hmm. aluminum in. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that they say I said it before. I know they say it's harmful, but consider me a leftover plate because I am yeah. wrapped in aluminum yeah. foil. I the way you tell him, you didn't say how long y'all been dating, but you just yeah. tell him. You just tell him, babe, I support your new lifestyle, whether it's veganism or whatever it is that he's going through. But, but you stink. Yeah. So, because I know some, hang on say, I know some people who use natural deodorant who don't stink. But I know some people who have commented and responded to some of my stories about my disdain for natural mm-hmm. deodorant saying that they use it. And I've been around them a couple of times. They have never experienced them mm-hmm. smelly. So I will say that maybe he needs to take this time to explore different products. And that's going to take some time. It's going to take some mm-hmm. money. It means that you buy the men's dove, you buy, you buy, you buy several versions yeah. of the natural deodorants or whatever he was using on his underparts to keep, because I use some, you know, tell my biz, I use some things on my mm-hmm. underparts to make sure I'm fresh in every right. area. So you, um, maybe you have to test out different versions and maybe do a different test every other day. To see how it's affecting your skin, how it's matching your pH balance, and all these different things. And once you find your regime, you yep. got it. And but but you just can't lock in with one, and then you got to some. Because what if it becomes your right. husband? Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. So you just gotta tell him, got, sis. I don't know. You, you got to. And and if, in my the to me, I think the private parts is is a major issue. And just think about like sex, right, and attraction. And imagine how he would respond if a coochie stink. And I'm talking about stink yeah. stink, not just like spicy from a right, like stink stink. Like he would not want to <laughs> go down there and be doing things right, have oral sex with his mouth if your coochie stink, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so would you want to do the same thing? You know what I'm saying? Like if his private parts stink, yeah. Like which means that if y'all do have sex, that means y'all got to. Plan it out. I got to take showers and do all the things. Like that's a lot. So I think, and he can't do too much moving after the shower, right? So can't. Because I think if I I don't take a shower, if I take a shower, excuse me, and I don't use deodorant, give me back an hour or two of vigorous activities, right? Or even if I like take a shower before I go to bed, don't put deodorant on the night, the morning of, I feel like I already smell. I feel like I smell. Like yeah, you're gonna wake up a little because you might sweat in your sleep. There's so many, so many things. So within that, I, 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 I would come from that angle. Like, listen, you know, I love you, I appreciate you, um, but what what I don't want to happen is you know me lose any sexual attraction. Um, any attraction? Stinky people are. I lose yeah, attraction. Period. Yeah. I don't want to be around you. I can't yeah, take. And, and if he if he loves you, if if he if he took if if. If Ash was like, "Oh, Josh, I, I'm I, we can't have sex or we can't do nothing if you smell bad," you probably be like, "All right, let's just take care of the same thing. Wrap me in some plastic and right. turn me loose in the <laughs> right. shower because it's you know that's a that's a that's a major thing. So, um, yeah, I would have the conversation. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with having the conversation. If he's like, "No, I'm gonna keep doing it," then there goes your cue to uh, either you gonna suffer with it or you can be like, "All right, well, mm-hmm. I guess it's a wrap because I can't I can't take mm-hmm, it." Mm-hmm. Um and then you can have mm-hmm. little musty kids running around because he's going to be so <laughs> serious about he going to want his kids, he going to want his kids smelling like right. nothing. So, and have you ever smelled a kid that been playing outside all day that ain't using no deodorant? That is a terrible smell. <sighs> <sighs> just <sighs> garlic yes. and funions and just uh oh, like I've smelled mm-hmm. I've called John. I've called Josh and Jamie. Like you've got to put the on day. Oh my bad. <laughs> my bad. You stink. 
You stink. Yeah, have the conversation, sis. Let us know what happens. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. All right. Um, Brian, you got something you want to get off your chair? Uh, conversation. Let's do it. I got a couple <laughs> okay. of things. All right. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, uh, Puzzle Pieces, thank you for sticking around for a greater conversation. This is where we get some things off of our chest. I say it all the time. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's not promised. Cuss them out today. Josh, is there something you have to get off of your chest this week? Yes, a few things. One, I had to go into the uh. office yesterday. Let's ban all. I ain't going to say let's ban all in office gatherings. Uh-huh. I ain't going to do that. Don't put nothing on my calendar at four o'clock. They require me to be in the office at oh, four o'clock. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's the only reason why I had I had a like a big presentation to do at four, and so I went into the office at around mm-hmm. noon just so I can kind of you know if I'm gonna be there I might yeah. as well be there. And it was it was it was like nostalgic, but like what what made me mad mm-hmm. the most was how it took me forty five minutes to get yeah. there. Then I had to deal with because I didn't lead to it went over to five it was an no. hour meeting. I had to sit in five from day hour and have my office is in downtown oh, proper traffic. So you talking about like. Walking out the building, walking to the garage, being, you know, panhandled. And it, this one unhoused man yelled at me. And I think he was facing mental mm-hmm. health issues. So I got, I thought I was going to have to become into a Montgomery brawler for <laughs> real. Because I was on the phone walking past him. And he was like, what? Who you He's just like, he got up and started walking. I started power walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I remember, I remember downtown, but because I'm not used to it, like I don't, I be forgetting like some of the areas where they be hanging out yeah. the most. And it was just a lot. Down, navigating downtown yeah. is a lot, and particularly at that hour, because uh, lunchtime is a thick time because everybody eating. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point is, is that if you want us to come to the office, please make it worth our yeah. while. Give us an all day situation. Like, make me be there all. I I don't want to be there all day, but I rather like for it to be a full engagement of my yeah. time versus I need to be there for this one hour, and then that one hour is at four p.m. Mm-hmm. At four yeah. p.m. Like Jaden was like almost twenty minutes late to football practice because bro, I didn't get I didn't get to my house to six fifteen. Wow. I left at wow. five. Yeah. Cause there was also some construction mm-hmm. on the back road, so it probably would have been quicker. But why are you doing construction at five o'clock anyway? Like that's the other thing, yeah. city of Atlanta. You're yeah. stupid. Like why would you do that? Pause yeah. that crap, doing rush hour, and pick it back up at like yeah. two in the morning when exactly. there's nobody on the streets. The second thing is, is to my wife. Okay. Now Brian said that she was at the she Beyonce was. concert. She was there. I was in Detroit. I knew something was up when I got called me and said, "Don't be mad." I said, oh, "Mad Lord. at what?" You're gonna see I moved some money from one of my account. I said, for what? And I was like, because she was texting me about Beyonce concert, but she ended up doing it. I wasn't so much mad mm-hmm. about her spending the money. You know, that's why yeah. we work hard to make money, to mm-hmm. enjoy life. It's the fact that she had the audacity to go with mm. her. And it's just like, you couldn't find them last minute tickets on Saturday. And I know <laughs> you want to go with your little co worker friends because y'all have been talking about it, your little sorrow, y'all real cool. And I, you know, I mm-hmm. like her friend that she worked with, like, she cool. But you know I wanted mm. to go see Renaissance. <laughs> you know I wanted to go see Renaissance. We could have went to Saturday's mm-hmm. show. Could have went to yeah. Monday's uh-huh. show, woman of God. I had already told you I had a TikTok plan to get to Monday's show. <laughs> and you decided to go without me. It's okay. Because if I just pop up in Houston by myself. Mm. When, when is the Houston show? <laughs> I don't know. But if I'm in, but I'm going to the Bay, if I find out one of these work trips coincide with a Beyonce concert, and you see me, and I and I go to the Zara and pick me up a silver mm-hmm. sweater, 
Don't you say nothing don't to me. It. Don't you say nothing to me. Because I'm going to be there and I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, but no, nah, I wanted to keep. Oh, and last but not least, last thing. When I had, when I had got to Detroit, my plane rides recently have been very, y'all been following the rules. This particular ride, this woman, as soon as we landed, this woman got from the last row, right, and power walked through the front. Oof. What made it so bad was that another group of people began to follow suit and abandon all. Oh, I've been upset. And this one family with their young children started coming, and I stood up and stood in front of that child, and I did not move. Mm. And they said, "Sir, we're trying to get through." And I turned around, and I looked, and I said, "Where are you going?" <laughs> I said, there's quite literally nowhere for anyone else to go. I said, and the fact that y'all are doing this, it's going to make it longer. Mm-hmm. Because now that now the people that's in the front got to navigate around y'all to get yeah. their bags. They can reach, because they can't move because y'all decided. That, and we and our plane didn't land late. Mm. So you weren't in a rush. We didn't leave late. Our flight went delayed. We actually got there like 15 minutes early. Your, your connecting flight was going yeah. to be there. Like, so I'm trying to really understand this, 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 in particular, this time. Now, if it was a delayed mm-hmm. flight, I probably wouldn't have been yeah. as pissed. Because I'm like, all right, cool, y'all need to get off. But y'all just trying to get off the plane. And Detroit, to, like Atlanta, Detroit, bro, was an hour. It's two hours. That man drove that plane in an hour and 40 minutes. I couldn't even finish watching Big George for him. <laughs> which is a pretty really? good one, okay. by the way. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like, oh, my God. But it's a decent little, yeah. decent little topic. Um. But yeah, that, those are the three things, man. Y'all just, just sit down. We, we don't get. Yeah. I promise you that in these last few flights that I've been on, when we have followed front yeah. to back, it took us like yeah. fifteen minutes to yeah. be flying. I mean, it was quick. But y'all, y'all make it 30, 40 minutes when y'all, y'all clogging the lane. Yeah, y'all clogging the lane. Yeah. So you know what you got, bro. Um, I've actually had, has had some solid flights recently. Um, I'm gonna choose Joy this week. Um. And okay. I just looked at I looked at Joy. the Beyonce tickets for Houston. Only Joy. issue is okay. I think the twenty third we have our our Cotton Club. Uh, September twenty third we have a Cotton Club here in Atlanta. However, there's two shows in Houston. September twenty third. That's my birthday. Yeah, so September twenty third is the Cotton Club here in Atlanta. I'll be in Oakland, Oakland California. California. So we'll be there for that. And you probably won't be home on the it's Houston is on twenty fourth. It's a Sunday. Mm, I'll be. I'm flying back this. I'm flying back there Saturday, so I get. I'll get to Atlanta on my birthday, but it won't be to like ten, eleven p.m. Oh, okay. Because I'm thinking. Yeah. Because I'm. Because Houston. I believe that Houston. That's show what I'm saying. Finished. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking because it's it's home. <laughs> so she might give yeah. us. I feel like Atlanta had had his Atlanta apparently had his had the 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 the, the vast um, track list had everything. I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, she brought thick out because I heard she wanted to put she ain't been performing thick. In a few and we had songs. the most concerts was in Atlanta, but I feel like Houston. Was three, she may pull out all the stops because it's Houston. She and she also said, uh, "I love you, Lizzo." She did say that, but she also took her off the remix to one of them songs, like the um, "Break My Soul." <laughs> you know, she shouted out all the yeah, women. Names. So, so it was you know, I think that was her legal team. Yeah, to do that. Because the fact that she said "I love you" means that they probably weren't her decision. Right. So, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, tell you that that um, Houston, okay, is out there. I'm... When is well, Ooh. if it's Houston, then LA ain't gonna be when I'm there. Yeah, so. LA. Oh, LA is um, and she's already been in New York. I'm going to New yeah, York. LA is over, soon. So LA is I'm like junior anniversary weekend. Uh, and I was supposed to be going to Santa Clara like this weekend, but she's gonna be there the next weekend. So I'm like, dang, gotcha. Okay. 
And well, I, catch it for Act Two. Yeah, we'll see. I catch it in Act yeah. Two. I'm going to I'm going to the Act Two Renaissance Act Two. I'm yeah. I'm hopefully, hopefully that's Destiny's girls, Destiny's children. I feel like I'm, I'm gonna say this to you, Brian. Lower your expectations. Oh, expectations. Okay. And I'm gonna okay. tell you why. Because I feel like if she gives us the Children of Destiny, it's gonna be Act Two. Mm. I feel like she's gonna end it with that. So what is Act Two? Act Two is gonna why. be her Jay Z. It might be another collab album, or she may give us she may give us another traditional R and B album, pop R and B pop, or she may give us you know a rap situation. I don't know what X is gonna be. Okay, what yeah, I'm just the, she may be the one who can bring all the girls together, all the rap girls yeah. together. Ain't nobody gonna say no, no to Beyonce. The tours. Nikki will Nikki will put that pride aside and get on a track with Cardi if Beyonce said get all get yes. together. Yes. <laughs> That's why Beyonce is the real mother, cause she would tell these guys, "Uh, uh, 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 because Beyonce be sending Nikki flowers, mm-hmm. she be sending that baby birthday present, she also be shouting out Cardi. Of course, she loved yeah. Megan. Like she is super yeah. neutral, and nobody has ever been like, "Oh, you mess with her, I don't yeah, mess with you." They know she's better. Not, she's not causing no drama, and she runs everything. Yep, yep. What What if she gives us like a Rihanna feature? Has that ever happened before? Never. That would break the internet for real. Doubt. But then but we're going to have to have her baby so they can have the visuals. Oh, she told the girls at Renaissance concert, you are the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> She's sick of y'all. Asking for visuals. I, I, I can tell you when the visuals going to come back because Mama Tina going to spill the tea. Every time something about to happen, Mama Tina spill a little tea. Because <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, Mama Tina is just she a black is. mama. She's she proud is. of her baby. And she'd be saying stuff that I know Beyonce was like, oh, girl, I was not ready to say mm-hmm. that, girl. Like like Mama Tina who told us, Beyonce was doing the pandemic. Beyonce been in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> she, she knew who told us. <laughs> that Paul Beyonce said, y'all going to wait to 2022 now. You're going to wait two mm-hmm. years for this album that's been done in 2020 right. because my mama want to run her mouth. Go, <laughs> Tina. No, anyway, with that being said, understood and accept. This has been another episode of the Jigsaw yep. Podcast. Um, we want to thank you all for joining, for listening. This has been a long episode. We was gone right. for a week. What did you right. expect? Right. Um, but we appreciate you. We love you. And we know that we couldn't do this without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for rocking with us. Um, yeah, Brian. Uh, yeah. Continue to follow, subscribe, like everything. Uh, we thank you for, for the puzzle pieces. Uh, we will be great without you. We're even better with you. Uh, follow Josh. I am Josh Rogers. Follow me. I am Brian here. Follow the Jigsaw, the Jigsaw podcast. Let us know if you have any ideas, thoughts, comments about the show. Uh, any guests you would like to have on the show, any episodes you would like us to have or talk about. Uh, we do love you and your feedback. Um, before we head out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. All you can do is what you can, why you can, and very best ways that you can, but in all you're doing, please, 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 please. Then I get caught with your work undone. Peace, Peace out.